Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
like raccoons or skunks But back to the regular schedule program The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11, emerge at the other end Of the meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press 1 To everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are
Somebody got a stuff I just might spare one You give a brother a fair one Stay alert and on feed And I do work with these like Hercules Twist the south for Twist your right draw Cause I don't like y'all I'm hyper nice for Smooth but I move like an army Pull a boot down face brothers try to bomb me Put brothers to rest like Elliot Ness Cause I don't like Peace. Get the pineapple. That was my yo, soundtrack just now, man. I had to. Hold I on. Had you told you, yo, you definitely to. had to. You're a legend. Hold on, man. Imagine walking through the festival, the African street festival. Oh, you in the fort. Hold on. Yes, sir. I'm practicing for my movie class. I'm live. Yeah. I'm so live right now. I'm so I'm in the building. I support. I had to. I had to tune oh, into wait. that. You feel me? Hold on. What up? What's good? What's good? What up? He said that. Good. In the building. So I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I can channel it. I can feel it. You know what I'm saying? So My mind is in the town like right now. Music. Yeah. I mean, you in your zone. You I put the to. beat music on. I I'm have to. Through, I'm walking through tent family. I'm walking through tent city. I'm talking about what? Each tent is a business. Okay? I don't even like the word vendor. It doesn't explain enough. Each tent is a black business, an entity, a brand. It could be the next they, they represent, yeah. They represent, yeah. It represents our collective They represent Texas. Let me yeah. talk about it. You're stepping into their world. Nah, beyond that. Obashi, they represent the culture. The culture family okay. is where the money is, family, and not in a money way. Noble uh, Ali say he are rich. I'm talking about the culture is the wealth, not fiat paper money. Your culture is where your wealth is. These tents, these stores, these outdoor markets, because we are the merchants. You feel me? We are the ones who have open-air markets, so... Each one of these businesses represents a brand that represents a culture. And by coming here, you'll see how wealthy your culture is. The world revolves around your culture. And you have numerous cultures, family. You are not relegated to one expression or one, you know, nationality or things of that nature. Hold on. We go zero to 100 real quick. A lot of families, families of men. So we have many cultures to ourselves, but I'm looking at this beautiful African fabric. I'm looking at the dashikis. I'm looking at the kente. I'm looking at the carvings. They got a life-size, right, right, son? This life-size, um, the Benin, like a Benin warrior, a bronze Benin warrior looking straight out of the, where is this from, brother, the Congo? Huh? Nigeria, Bombaras. It's crazy. <laughs> like family, I, okay. I'm about to do a fun for the Google glasses. I just need to see the things that I see. Like if you're, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you have no, you have yeah. no idea. I might have to charge about ninety nine, uh, ninety nine for the membership, because that's exclusive rights. But this is crazy, yo. I'm looking at the, the um, just the wealth of our people. You understand? Like, the only thing that is stopping us 
is us. This is our 4th of July message. There's nothing stopping us as a collective, as a network, as a community, as a family, whatever you want to put on it as an organization. You know what? Nothing is stopping us because, you know, we we the one. We, we got it. You know, and I know they don't have this in different cities. Like New York is privy to having an event like this, you know what I'm saying, where you just have a, a convergence of conscious people, you know what I mean, just coming together, representing what it is that we are out here doing to build up into the future anyway, an environment or community where it's just us. Well, explain to people exactly where you are and what you participate in it, because I wouldn't okay. want to be sitting, you know what I'm saying, exactly. in Albuquerque, New Mexico, like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, like, where is this too? Well, I'm in Brooklyn right now, the planet of Brooklyn to be exact, okay, right here in Commodore yeah. Park, you know. Yeah. Hold on, we're going to do a cameo thing tonight. Yeah, across the street from Fort Greene and on the other side is Farragut, uh, projects. We just shot a verse for um, me and a song, a song that me and a young god, Hassan, you know what I'm saying, did out of Queen of Fools camp. You know what I mean? We just oh, shot that the, was, that was the hard video for the for the god. Nah, yeah. We just shot the video with uh, the keys on the roof. Wait till you see that. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. That was hard body. Yo, peace, God. was was popping to all the gods in the earth. Uh, it's like, Peace, family. Oh God. Peace, family. What's up? Peace, family. What's up? Yo, we out here holding it down in Brooklyn at the Navy Yard, you know. You know what it is, man. Black power. Let's get I it already in. know. I already know. I'm, I'm there with you in mind and spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the African, International African Festival family. This is, uh, been going strong for about okay it's been going strong for about 30 years you know what i'm saying um it was put together by individuals from the uh the the first wave of the conscious community the first generation the first resurrection you know what i'm saying uh close family members of ours along with a bunch of other brothers and sisters inside of the pan-african um you know african spirituality and traditional communities and they just bring out it's it's a festival that brings out many uh just many merchants, many, many, many creatives, many artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Many brands, many businesses. Yeah. And along yeah. with that it, it's 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 a circle of commerce taking place. Wow. So it's it's beautiful economics, it's communal economics. The money is going in circles, it's revolving. So yeah. you know. Yes. It's just a beautiful thing. I am, um, you know, I'm very dismayed that I'm not there in the physical, participating and enjoying. You know, as always, please send the family my love. Um, Indeed, if I'm here, you're here, though. Figure it out. Huh? I said, if I'm yeah, here, try you're tell here. Them that, try to tell them that when they come looking for that Seamoth and them power pieces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah, oh, Please man. The Seamoth <laughs> and the Blender. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you do. But listen. Yeah. We got to do something about that Seamoss in the the city, babe. Because, you know, there's there's such a thing called addiction. You know what I'm saying? The dependencies. And, uh, you know, 
these people are very dependent on that seventh heaven Seymour. So when I be telling them I don't got it, the look that they give me, like I'm like, <laughs> am I about to be attacked? So we got to work that out. Yeah, so. I don't want nobody tapping your jaw while you got your Google glasses on. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's going to be a good look. I had a dollar for everybody that was like, yo, you got that Seymour? Uh, I'll probably come to pick you up in the G4, brother. Yeah. Yeah, but uh Yeah, I deserve I deserve the fall. All these falls I'll be rolling out. You know what I'm saying? I gave you the science of the three fours. I deserve to fly G four. I'm tipping. <laughs> tipping, don't mind me. Yeah, but I'm here, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles, you know what I'm saying? They're about to pull the choppers out and bring the fourth in. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's not New York though, so I don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to my Los Angeles family, but it's not New York. You know, I don't even yeah. want to talk about it. I'm supposed to be in the town with my family in BK. I was looking forward to it. It didn't materialize, so, you know, I'm here. I'm working, putting these power pieces together. You know what I'm saying? I got some Illmatic product, new site. I mean, new product I was going up on the website, mypowerpieces.com. The family to check into it, check us out. You know, show us some love. Show yourself yeah. some love, matter of fact, because yeah. I tell you, if you don't do it, somebody else is, you know what I'm saying? And um, definitely about to uh, take off, you know, to get it in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got some pictures I sent you. Yeah, bracelets. I ain't even hit the street yet, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to have to create an event in New York. You dig me? Like, when I come in, we're going to have to create something. For the family to congregate, come and see what we're working with, get their monk supplied and see monks and everything and everything else that we got to offer. This old gold water, this alkaline water coming out the Shasta Mountain. A lot of new things. I've just been working, you know, my chart at the beginning of the year said 2014 is more about structuring and order than anything else. I'm very proud to see that you're doing your thing in terms of you know, the new yeah. designs and, and really dedicating your focus. And when you put your focus into things, I've always known that you get the best results. You know, I'm very proud to, uh, you know, just, just see you tackling a lot of things that you've previously been struggling with. You know what I'm saying? You, you Every time I look up, you got the children with you, and they're happy. they got smiles on their face, and that's the count. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what makes me feel, you know, totally fulfilled. But... I got my part to play, so, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be in naught. We're definitely going to make up the time loss, and, um, you know, the marathon continues. So it ain't that I got, it ain't, it ain't that I don't have it. I got too much shit to move with, you know what I'm saying? I got all types of products, so I just got to get my thing together. You know, I got enough products for four or five people, and I got three or four companies, you know what I'm saying? And now I got to move all of that stuff around the country, get it where it needs to be. And it's only me. So, you know, but shout out to my family out here, uh, A.A. Rossi. He's doing his thing. He's in full production mode, you know what I'm saying? And um, just got the album out, and it's in the book. He's putting tarot cards together that he's going to crowdfund with. That's just crazy. That's amazing. That's definitely a dream that I had of doing. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. His brother has actualized it. And just being able to sit around there and, and, and just see his artwork, you know what I'm saying, to see the art and progress and, and majesticness of how his brother's mind works, you know what I'm saying? He's truly uh, a unique individual, you know what I'm saying? The way that his brain works, I've never seen nobody's brain work like that. So shout out to the bro, AA. Shout out to the Mooney Twins. They out here, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my family out in Vegas, brother Ken, my brother Seaweed. They got Vegas popping for the weekend. To my brother Elohim, he uh, just came for the Cannabis Cup. I think he said he placed like fifth. So, you know, there's some things moving out here. Beautiful. It's always a beautiful world, man. Beautiful life. But the town, I miss the town, you know what I'm saying? So we definitely got to get around to that. But look, man, we have a uh, a wonderful, wonderful program that we put together for the family. And, of course, we have uh, coincided tonight's topic in real time with real time. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be talking about secret metaphysical underlying cosmological destiny of the United States, something that I'm very much interested in, you know, and we are bringing forth none other than our our brother, our resident cosmocrat, while our cool cosmophysician today, you know, we definitely, definitely look forward to tonight's program. Uh, let me make a real quick mention. My brother, Ross Ben, Ben is about to come forth to the West Coast, uh, I believe, towards the end of this month. I'm going to give you the exact date. brother will be coming to Los Angeles to the class center. He also is going to have some dates up in Oakland. I don't think I have those dates right in front of me right now, but the L.A. date is going to be July 26th, okay? July 26th, 16 to 9 p.m., the brother is going to be at the Pratt Unity Center presenting the return of the star nations, all right? So any of the family that's out here West Coasting, definitely might want to check our brother out, Rock of Ages, okay? And the crystal, he's a crystal earth keeper, my brother. All right, my brother, Ross Spence, will be in the building, $20 donation for this particular event on July 26th, 16 at the craft center, okay? And I will be getting... Uh, the rest of his dates is up north dates to you as well. It's all, you know, centered around the same uh, time, right? So it's like, you know, within a few weeks or a few days within that week or what have you, all right? So let's go here, all right? Brother, you might be in a conversation or something uh, like that. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what's good, though? You got a man out there? You having fun? Say it again? I'm actually packing up, so 
I'm just taking care of that, wrapping things up. So you got a mirror out there with you? Yeah, mom is out here too. Hold on. Okay, Mama Pill's in the building. All right. Hi. Mama Pill. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hi. Yes, you are on Nova Ledge Radio. Oh, hi. Okay, I didn't know. He didn't tell me I was on. Yeah, I'm here in Brooklyn at this African uh, Arch Festival. Festival, yes. Now, how long have you been going to these festivals? You got more history dealing with these festivals than we do. Oh, I started started in the, um, I think it was in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Wow. When it was at Boys and Girls High School. Yes, that yes, yes. You know, that's a historic yeah. Boys yeah, and Girls first. High, you know. Yeah. Boys and Girls that's High, yeah. That's a memory, man. It was like something out of this yeah. world. That's how, yeah. that's how it was. It was, it was yeah. definitely, you know, the event or one of the events of the summer. Yes, and, yes. Um, so we had rain. So we had rain today. Most of the day we had rain, but tomorrow and Sunday uh, the forecast is um, sunny and bright. So we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. So do you do you look forward to these situations when you come back in town? You get to see the family. Oh you yes, clients, yeah, you get to see. I, I know you like I shopping, so you get to see clothes look, and fabric. Yeah, I look forward to it, and um, I was every year when I come, I I I um experience the same um realization of uh the just the harmony of the event. You know how the children play and. All the vendors are here together, and we're doing commerce, and it's like uh, such a natural kind of um, unfolding that happens. And yes, oh, everybody waits for this to happen the weekend of the Fourth of July. But every time I come, I know other people share the same sentiment. We say, "Wow, this should be every day." Every day. Because, Everybody because, walks because, away from that life. Because he can do so it. Natural. You're like, this is how we're supposed yeah. to live. Supposed to be every you know day. This is, this is how we're supposed to commune yeah. and live. Man, we have to, supposed to be every you know, day. I don't want this to be another year to go by. We keep saying that. We yeah. got to hold that in our hearts and do something about it because, no. you know, know. Who, who wants to do anything but the natural thing? And what y'all are out there doing is the natural thing. Community yep. amongst themselves, doing business, watching the children play. You yeah. know, everybody, you don't find people frowning there. It's a happy mm-hmm. event. The police don't yeah. even need to be there because we police ourselves. No, they just be chilling. You know, the ancestors are there. Yeah. They just chill. They just chill. They just, yeah, yeah. yeah they just be chill. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, so we, we, um, we're getting ready to um, leave and head home so that we can um, come back tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Hello? Okay. Okay? Yes, Mom. Yeah, I love you. All right. I love you, too. Good night, family. The KTL family does as well. All right? Yes, indeed. Family, we definitely want to give a shout-out to everyone who joined us for last Tuesday's program with the brother Nasi. I'm looking at the downloads. Downloads are six, you know, already. 
He's on pace to do like 2,000 by the mall. So that's some decent numbers, you know what I'm saying, on a weekday. Shout out to Brother Nasky. That information that he brought forth is definitely worthwhile. You know, the download is definitely worthwhile. The conversation, and um, uh, we definitely support our brother's endeavors. Wish him a multitude of success. Continue to turn out wonderful information, and we look forward to having him back on this program. And uh, definitely look forward to doing something with him in the physical realm in the very near future. Okay, we're nearing the 6:30 mark. Let me read the description so we can get into tonight's program. All right, Nonetheless Radio presents the secret cosmological destiny of the U.S. featuring Wow, cool. Join us tonight as we take a cosmological look at the 4th of July. What inherent connection do we have to this celebratory festive day? Is there more to the red, white, and blue than we know? And can we afford to antagonistically dismiss its relevance? We are honored and privileged to be joined by our resident cosmocrat, Ra Aku, cosmophysician, as he interprets a story being told from afar, a story being told in the stars. Is there a secret cosmological destiny for the U.S.? And what role do the roughly 44 million people who reside in these borders have to play in it? There is much to be learned and reams of information to be discussed tonight. So tune in and bring your pad and your pen because class is definitely in session. Bombs away. All right? So my brother Raku, if you will please press one on your phone. Definitely bring you in. Start tonight's conversation with no further ado. Call us from the four one zero five nine five. Peace, Peace Lord. Lord. What's the Peace, time, Lord. man? I'm um. Oh man. Give peace to both of y'all, man. Everybody that's in attendance, you know. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the house with my old Earth, you know. Um. Uh, at first, I was I was kind of disgruntled because a, a, a comrade of mine was supposed to come by, and we was gonna go down and watch the fireworks on the, on the harbor. And um, That's crazy. he ain't show. I was disgruntled, and and when I spoke to him, he was like on some old uh, man. You don't celebrate the Fourth of July anyway. I said that, I said <laughs> I don't celebrate it for the same reason everybody else does. But I celebrate, right. you know, all of the uh, holidays and every day really as a holy day, right? And um, so it inspired me to uh, reveal why, what the significance of this day is and why it, it's so festive and why everyone is even willing to participate knowing that uh, 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 me knowing that it really isn't about independence, you know. It's a power day like every other holiday, like the solstices, the uh, longest day of the summer, you know. Daylight hours are the longest, are 17 hours long in the northern hemisphere. And when uh, um, the days are even on the equinoxes, because it's been, you know, long known since time immemorial that um, these are power days, and called holy because 
their, their, their vibrational frequency portals, you know, for celestial motion. And, you know, I don't know how to really explain it, so let me just give it some thought as I, as I go along with it. You know, certain alignments cause for uh, certain conditions and cer- certain frequencies to manifest, <clears throat> like the first day of spring is the beginning of the planting season. And therefore, the condition for the initiation of a life process, or any process for that manner, is ideal on that day. You know, and some people are like, man, I don't believe in astrology. I don't believe in celestial science. You know, the, the all of that is billions of miles away from us and has nothing to do with us and things of that nature. You know, I, I chuckle to myself at uh, how oblivious people are you know, to the obvious when they make statements like that. So I wanted to, you know, get it off my chest and, and, and you know, try to create some more consciousness and, and you know, in, in the minds of people by enlightening them to what's going on and, and what they're doing because people just do it because everyone else is doing it, right? You know, they're like, yeah, man, I want to go down and celebrate the 4th of July. And I'm like, why? You know, not why because you shouldn't, but why? Because, what? Well, what's the big celebration about? Well, everybody's going to be down there, you know. So there, there's, there's like a blind following, sheep being led by, by the herd. Now, what's deep is astrologers, the Majus, or what, what is known today as the Magi, of every society, not just referencing the Magi of the Zoroastrian school, you know, all of the wise men and astrologers of the ages, are the Magi in in, in, in in my mind. So that's what I'm referencing here. That right. They knew that certain alignments and certain days of every single year, you know, gave extra power, particularly this one, okay, because the dog star Sirius and our sun and our earth are in a perfect line right now, all right? But... Right. It doesn't really always happen on July the 4th because the earth is vibrating itself. It's jiggling, you know, at a rate that, that, that we don't feel it. But every other year or so, it occurs on the 3rd or it occurs on the 5th of July as well as the 4th. This year, it's occurring on the 4th of July. Last year, it was on the 4th, uh, 5th of July. The year before that, it was on the 4th of July. The year before that is on the 3rd of July, and it oscillates 3, 4, 5, 4, 3, 4, 5, 4, 3, 4, 5, every year in that pattern, all right? So really, in ancient Kemet and other indigenous societies that recognize the usage of this energy, they, they, they had a three-day or a five-day festival surrounding this motion, you see, and the Majus, the Magi, would use this to invoke the powers of the universe, literally, you know, because it's like in spring, you plant your seed because that vibration that brings forth life, that splits the seed, is, 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 is generative and is strongest at that time. You harvest in the fall because the ripening of the fruit, is, is, and, and the sun's rays are stronger in the month of August into September, and this is when the, the harvest occurs in the northern hemisphere, okay, opposite, it's in February in the opposite hemisphere, all right? Um, you know, this is when these powers are the strongest. 
So it's it's a matter of tapping into these uh, cycles. I mean, even the animals do it instinctually. Man has to do it intellectually because that is our main uh, survival instinct slash weapon for uh, slash tool for uh, to increase uh, and promote survival, you know, and longevity, our intelligence. But if you notice the bears, huh? If you notice the yeah, intellect. That's right. Our intellect. Even animals have an intellect. But I'm re- I'm referencing the instincts. Our instinct is is our intellect. Because even if we didn't have schools, I mean, you know, you you can't go to school and get intelligent. You either are intelligent or you're not. You know, you go to school to, to learn certain information. But anyway, going where I was at, even the animals follow their 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 intelligent instincts. You know, and they know by the vibrational frequency that they're experiencing, the birds know when to fly south, okay? The monarch butterfly knows when to fly to this valley in South America where they come from all over the world to this valley where they are so abundant it looks like a bunch of yellowish flowers. The whole valley is like zillions of these uh, butterflies, okay? Bears know when the salmon come back and the salmon know when to when to go back upstream to spawn and the bears use that cycle to survive they go and get as much fish as they can during that season so our forefathers recognize physically okay and environmentally that the hottest time of year you know is when the dog star Sirius disappears into the sun's rays this is when summer begins on this planet, okay? And always has, all right? And, you know, regardless of where the constellations fall, okay? <laughs> you know, every 2,160 years, we're 30 degrees removed in terms of the constellations. But in terms of the Earth's uh, uh, proximity to the sun and the fixed star, Sirius, then that always occurs every 365.25, really, you know, five hours, 36 minutes, not exactly six hours, right? But uh, uh, 365 days and almost six hours. Now, that's 365.2441666 days, all right? But anyway, this alignment occurs, and it's the hottest time of year. And is that all? You know, it would be, uh, it would be such a shame to think that that's all it brings, you know. We just get the heat that day, you know. That heat is a physical indicator that there is a high-degree transference of energy going on, man. Because where there is heat, there is energy, man, and a high concentration of it. Like you have energy just latently sitting in your hands, right? But when you clasp your hands together real tight and rub them real tight and start to rub them together, then your hands start to get warm from the friction because there is an increased uh, uh, degree of, uh, of energy being manifested, okay? So right. the, uh, the ancient students. Say that again? No, I said transference. Yeah, transference. Is, is that what I said? No, <laughs> okay. Any rate. <laughs> yeah, because you know I, I'm I'm really paying more attention to my thoughts than my words, so I might you know because right. I'm really trying to keep it. Cause, you know I'm all over the place mentally, right? And it's, I want to bring the whole concept to the people, and I want to break it down in a way that is uh, understandable and not scattered, right? 
pardon me, I don't really think in chronological order, you know, y'all. I'm all over the place mentally. But um, So the ancients recognized that there was a high degree of energy transference on this day, and they used, they harnessed it with their will. And this is what magic is, you know. It is magical that you wait until the first full moon in spring, that Scorpio moon in, 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 in spring, um, and to plant. That is the most ideal day, and it has been known for, uh, to all indigenous peoples that ever dealt with agriculture to a high degree. From the Indus Kush, uh, Mohandaro Valley, Nile civilization, all the way to the southernmost tip of Africa, all the way through the uh, uh, Mexums, north and south, okay? Western, north, and south. And, and, and this is uh, known to the Inca, the Aztec, the Olmec, that the, this full moon, is the ideal time for planting. Well, there were other ideal times for other ideal activities, man. Okay? And the the sun being um the conscious energy in our in our solar system, okay? It it is consciousness. It is the reason why you have heat in your body. You know, that's solar energy you got in you. You know, so when a brother says, I can affect the sun, I agree. Because you can, through Qigong or the application of your will, Tai Chi or other uh, spiritual discipline, manipulate that life force in yourself and, 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 and um, how do you say, radiate it and use it to increase your strength and, and things of this nature to accomplish physical feats. And, huh? I just got to focus on it and breathe. That's all I got to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I, I mean that's that's what it yeah. is, you know. Um, the you know the Chinese monks took it to, in kung fu and were able to break bricks and and rocks, man. That if you know they're two feet wide, crack rocks, you know. And, and uh, other people use it to heal, and other people use it to transcend time and space through or what they call transcendental meditative technique to to ex, to, to to traverse the stars, man. All right, so. You know, and you use it, the common man uses it to wake himself up and to play sports and things of this other nature. And, you know, you summon the strength within you is what it's called. But scientifically, biologically, you know, we get it from plants. Plants store it through the process of photosynthesis. And we eat plants, you know. Yeah, and or, and or, you know, I don't, but some people eat animals. They eat plants, and this is how they get it third party. So you, this life force from the sun is high and highly increased when the sun is at 14 degrees of, of tropical cancer or how can I say 21 degrees of, of sidereal Gemini, all right? And for those of you who want to use the sidereal, you know, uh, like it matters, you know, um, you, when, when the sun aligns with Sirius, period, regardless of the zodiac sign, because Sirius is the sun around which our sun traverses, orbits, okay? This was known by the Dogon. This was known by, by the, by the Majus of, uh, of Kemet. It was known by any people that had a serious calendar. And, and I don't mean serious S-E-R-I-O-U-S. I mean serious S-I-R-U-S, Sabdet or Supadat or however you want to pronounce it. That star intensifies the heat of our sun when our, when our sun passes through it, all right? Now, and to, you know, to prove that 
it is not about how close the sun is to the earth. At the time, it's just coincidentally, okay, <laughs> that the time uh, of that the sun and the earth and, and are aligned with Sirius, the earth is perfectly at the furthest distance from the sun that it can possibly get. That means right. that, that, yeah, this is scientific fact. So this means that Sirius's gravitational pull is pulling on our solar system and the earth at that time and our sun in that alignment. Okay, and the heat intensifies. Now, let me uh, um, go off on a tangent, all right? And this is not away from the subject, but this is like, this is a note to take, all right? The Australians have in their folklore a tale about, they said a star exploded. And that it it turned into a cloud over over many, many moons. Now, we don't know whether that means months or whether that means years, all right? I don't know, all right? Let's put it that way. I'm going to give you what I do know. So, you know, they said they saw a star explode, and it turned into a cloud that stayed illuminated. And when the sun came to pass through it, the summers were extremely hot, were too hot. The animals died, and so did people and things of this nature. And they had to go underground and live. And that when the sun passed away from it and was opposite this this cloud that was glowing in the sky, and it was brighter than the moon, they said. So they said it was never dark on the earth during the time that this uh, cloud exists. And if you want to know where I get this from, I get this from his book called The Cycle of Cosmic Catastrophes, okay? Now, the, you know, the book ain't got nothing to do with astrology other than because the authors have no idea what they were reporting. But I'm showing you how this astrological phenomenon manifests and how the sun works and how we use it in cosmophysics and in astrology that's irrelevant because you've got some irrelevant astrology out there, y'all, all right? <laughs> the, the, you, you know, where it's relevant at. So when the sun was opposite it, the winters were extremely cold, okay? Now, what's deep is, to this day, Australia is in the tropics, and um, it doesn't even get winter down there that I know of, man. You see? So, uh, but at one point, it did, and we know because we find walrus bones in Uganda uh, polar bear bones in Central Africa and the Congo and uh, um, polar bear bones in Southern California that at one time the poles were not where they are now. And, you know, I, I, I've said, I brought this up on other shows, so those of you who've heard it, fine, but there may be some people that didn't hear it and some people may, may have forgotten it. But they do ice core drilling in Antarctica, and after about a mile of ice, they're coming up with frozen grass and palm tree leaves, and therefore the South Pole at one time was in a tropical region. So they and 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 the poles are said to move at 7,200 years. Uh, every 7,200 years is one degree. So that's like 2,500,000 and and, and 92,000 years ago, 360 degrees. So it's about 6,400, uh, uh, um, I mean, 60, 64,800 years or 648,000, that's how it goes, 648,000 years to move 90 degrees. So the Australians are talking about, like, 600,000 years ago at the most, okay? 
anywhere from <laughs> anywhere from three hundred thousand to six hundred thousand years ago. All right, I just didn't do the math on when it would have been equatorial or when it would have been uh, uh, 30 degrees from the equator. I didn't do that yet, but it's easily performed. At any rate, the point I'm trying to make is they have legends where it got extremely cold when the, earth, when the sun was opposite this cloud nebula that came from a supernova because that's what an exploding star is, and that it was super hot when the sun passed through it. Now, in astrology... And consequently, cosmophysics, because cosmophysics is a branch of, of it, right, of astrology, we, um, we observe that when the sun conjuncts certain planets, the quality that that planet describes intensifies. So Mercury is communication. If a person is born with the sun conjunct Mercury, they're usually either writers reporters, they become famous doing this. You go get the birth dates of, a, of all of the most successful reporters and writers you know, and the, and the sun is very close to their Mercury. The Mercury was, so there's no coincidence. Statistics will kill you skeptics. All right, and I'll be and I'm glad to be I'll be glad to watch you suffer. You know, your egos get murdered when you when you do the actual math on the statistics and see how these alignments coincide with people's occupations and the things that they do. So the sun is a gigantic lens that amplifies whatever it gets near in the heavens. So, you know, people ask me, people ask me a lot, yo, Rob, man, well, what about the North Pole star, Polaris, and Vega, and all the millions of stars out there? They don't mean nothing? Well, they, you know, I'd be like, they're irrelevant because the sun compensates for them. In other words, it's not that they don't make a contribution. The sun is, is, is the vacuum sucking in everything from the entire universe and redistributing it in his kingdom, our solar system. So I don't need to go beyond the sun. Just like in a, a monarchy government with central government, you don't need to go past the king, man. You know, he has all the authority. Now, he may pay tribute to another emperor. But in your kingdom, in, your, in, 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 that, in that jurisdiction, you don't have to go beyond him to get what you need, to get justice, to get an allotment of land, more cattle, or whatever, okay? So it's the same principle here. You know, I don't need to deal with the stars beyond the sun because the sun is drawing their energy and redistributing it to us anyway. And the planets are acting as redistributors for the sun like the king would appoint uh, 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 an agent to look over the crops and, the, or, and another agent to look over the military and another agent to look over taxation and another agent to look over, you know, the, the, the merchant uh, 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 business and to make sure that they're not cheating each other and things of this nature. And the son delegates this energy. So, but at the same time, he acts on his own. And, his, you know, and just like a father in the world goes out and you, to pull from all the resources he can to redistribute that uh, uh, acquisition of, of providence for his family, so does our son do the same thing, thus the name, the, the Heavenly Father, all right? Now, there are other tales from uh, other cultures that, that dealt with when, uh, uh, you know, when Satan challenged the Most High and things of this nature, and I believe they were talking about the same phenomena that the Australians were referencing, all right? So when the sun, which is a subject to the dog star Sirius, 
comes into alignment with Sirius, it gets extremely hot here. And the energy that the sun represents is consciousness, but it is also the will, you know, your will to do. You, you know, your will is the steering wheel of your ego. You know, it is what you use to designate what you will do. You have to will your hand to move up to your back and scratch yourself or, or to grab a washcloth, put soap on it and, and wash yourself off. You know, all that is done physically, but first and foremostly by your will, you know, and, and it, it all serves your yourself or the ego here. And I'm not talking about egotism. I'm talking about the the self that you don't see. You understand? The self that that is this inside your physique or that is the highest vibrational manifest component of your physique that drives this whole thing, the unmoved mover. It is very much like the sun in you. And your fingers and hands and organs are all planets part of that system. So at, at any rate to harness the energy of that day, let's get back to where I was initially, because it is being focused upon and magnified, we can look throughout history and see what kind of actions occurred during this three-day period where the sun is conjunct serious every year. And that's what I did, you know. I did use the Internet, all right? Um, <laughs> all right, because I don't have the uh, uh, Britannica Encyclopedia or the Africanist Encyclopedia in here, right? And yeah. I'm going to go through this list. I'm going to try to make it very quick and very clear. And pardon me if it sounds kind of redundant. And if it sounds redundant, then understand Herodotus, the, the father of, of history, for the, you know, from, from when, you, when you let the Europeans tell it, I believe he was a black man anyway, okay? But at, at any rate, he said that the priests of Egypt claimed that when a star traveled through its circus and entered a specific area of sky that such and such, whatever uh, that was associated with that star was expected to happen, and that the event that they described would be over by the time he left that sector of sky, and he would make his traverse all the way around, and when he came back to that section, they would expect the same thing to happen again. Okay, now, to to the Romans, this was preposterous, or they agreed with it and wanted it hidden, and thus declared it preposterous, when, and to the, the, the old uh, medieval church fathers, popes and bishops, this was uh, 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 an abomination, but we find that all of the astrological texts from the 1100s, from Europeans, right, uh, or, or the Moors who were in Europe, right, they were all taken and confiscated by the church. They, they were all rewritten and propagated by the church, preserved by the church, and come down to us to this day from out of those monastery libraries. These same priests and monks were the same ones confiscating these literatures and cutting up the people, burning them alive for possessing them, calling it witchcraft, all right? But we, we, we see that it's known to any agricultural people whenever the sun, the earth and the sun align in a certain way that it's summer. Whenever it aligns in a certain way that it's winter, that it's fall. And the same thing is expected to happen. I mean, if you live in New York, you live in Pennsylvania, Chicago, Oregon, anywhere up in the, the 30, between 30 and 40 degrees uh, uh, from the equator, and I say it's December. You, you can pretty much guess what the weather is like. Why? 
Why, how the hell do you know it's winter in December, right? <laughs> because there's a cycle. It happens every year since you've been here, right? Yeah. So they cataloged the extra special events that occurred, all right? Now, when we look at what happened on July the 4th throughout the world, not just the United States, but, I'm, but I focused on the United States here, y'all, all right? But I also took... Uh, uh, events of, of similar proportion, historic proportion, right, uh, of similar description to show you that this is the season for using and asserting your will to do pretty much anything that you want, you know, for good or for bad. I mean, um, it doesn't make a difference because, you know, if you apply fire, the paper is going to burn, especially if the paper's dry, okay? You know, it's going to burn. And yeah. if it's wet, it's going to dry the paper and burn it. You understand? So e- either way, if you use this energy because the sun is the will, it, it is increased and assisted by its higher authority. It has its authority behind it, literally and uh, figuratively. Then you can get much work done. Okay? Now, this is uh, propitious for us. It, it, and, it, and it's uh, auspicious, pardon me, for us. Because as a people who sit around and say, hey, man, you know, we know what to do and how to do it, but we don't know when to do it. Well, you know, any independence move, motion or break away from an authority is ideal on July the 4th. You think that they chose July the 4th to sign the declaration, to initiate the Declaration of Independence uh, by mistake? Do you think that? Any, I can guarantee you, any country that declared its independence on July the 4th <laughs> was successful in its undertaking. <laughs> All right? And I'm, I'm going to prove that to you in a second when I go through this list. Right? But right now, you know, the, the, the will to expound on it or outweighs the will to just bring a bunch of facts that support it. Right? You know, the truth is so much more uh, profound than the mere uh, display of facts. You know, a zillion right. facts, and that's all it is, is a zillion facts. The truth of the matter is something totally and much more profound, you know. So the, the, the ability to exert your will is ideal on this day. So the central authority throughout history, y'all, from, from, the, from the pharaonic days on up, and, and, and most certainly, I'm convinced, uh, uh, before then, millennia before the pharaohs, okay, that the, the rulers encourage the people to celebrate on this day. And why? Why would I want you out there partying, making merry, getting drunk on a day when, you know, the, 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 the universal will can be tapped into and made your own? Why? Because I don't want you using it and she against me. Right. You see, I don't want your ass rising up, you and your boys rising up, coming to undo me. So here, y'all, y'all, nobody has to declare, nobody works on this day, and everybody parties, except for me, man. I'm going to sit in my castle with my, with my, with my council, and we're going to decide what we're going to implement on y'all for the next year. But you can believe this, while all these people are out there celebrating the fact that the United States declared their independence from King George III on this day. Really, they were used, the, the, the country had existed before then. They had to be an organized unit to even make the declaration. 
It had to be written before this day for a country that has already existed. So when y'all ask, you know, what birthday is the United States? It's not July, July the 4th, 1776. That's the date of their Declaration of Independence. That's not the date of, 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 their, uh, of the, the creation of the country, the creation of the government of the country. And I believe that was um, closer to the middle to end of June of that year. All right? They finally got it together and christened it and brought it into being in June, at the end of June. All right? My reasons for that would be a whole nother show. Okay? And, and, and my evidence for that would be a, a whole series of shows and lectures. Right. But, but at any rate, now, on um, July the 4th in the year 1054, that's 1054, the brightest known supernova ever occurred in the Crab Nebula, which is uh, where the sun is right now in that part of the sky, all right? Um, it's, it, it exploded and it shined for 23 days straight. That means that, and it was brighter than the sun, y'all. I mean, pardon me, not the sun. It was brighter than the moon, okay? So that means that it didn't get much, it didn't get much darker than sunset than, than how, how, how bright the sky is as soon as the sun goes down, but the sky is still lit up. And it stayed like that for 23 days straight, bright for 23 days straight. We're not even talking about the dim days here, okay? And um, understand that this list of events is, 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 is July 3rd, 4th, and 5th, y'all. I didn't. To, uh, take time to write down which was the third, which was the fourth, or which was the fifth. I just wrote the year down because this three-day period is when that energy is at its peak anyway. And the fact that it, we break it down into days only because that's how many times the Earth spins. The the energy doesn't dissipate in those three days. It's at its peak for that for those three days, we, regardless of how many times the Earth is spinning. You understand? Okay. So therefore, I didn't I didn't take note of that. All right. And uh, 1187, the Battle of Hittin, or Tiberius, was the day that Saladin, if y'all know who Saladin was, the one who conquered Jerusalem for the Moors, all right, he defeated Renaud of, of Chatillon, or it's spelled Chatillon, okay? But I know that's got to be French or Spanish, and it sounds funny, right? But it's C-H-A-T-I-L-L-O-N. I think it's Chatillon, right? Uh 1453, 41 Jew Jewish martyrs were burnt at the stake at Breslau, all right? Uh, 1672, the state of Holland declared its eternal edict void. So they overcame the king. There's an act of rebellion there, the assertion of the people over the central authority, right? Because they took the time, and I believe because all of these uh, rebellions and declarations occur on July the 4th or they're close to by 24-hour marching before or after, that this is an ideal time for us to do the same thing if we ever decide to do the same thing. I know that shit sounds crazy. You dig what I'm saying to some of y'all who ain't willing to get with it. But if we ever form a militia and we're going to run down the White House, the best day to do it would be a day like this here, July 3rd, 4th or 5th, man. And if you don't, if it ain't going to be a violent revolution, it's going to be a uh, an economic re revolution. The assertion of your will applies economically as it does militarily, as it does socially, as it does 
any other A-L-L-Y you can attach to their adjective, okay, or adverb, all right? 1750, a slave revolt, a successful slave revolt in Caracao, or C-U-R-A-C-A-O, Caracao, how do you pronounce that, all right? July the 4th, 1789, the first United States Tariff Act was uh, uh, was it was uh, um, enacted by Congress, and it has not, not been um, it has not been taken out of effect. All right, it's not been repealed. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been in effect ever since. Constant, man. Okay. Um, July the fourth, seventeen ninety six, was the day that the first that the first time they celebrated the uh, the fourth of July here in the United States. So, oh, that is like what. 20 years later, it didn't even become a festive occasion, you know, for, for to 20 years later. And if we take that number 20 and, 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 and you know the memoirs of Thomas Jefferson, he, or one of those diplomats, if it wasn't him, you know, because I, I, I don't read a lot, and I, I don't remember exactly which author said what, <laughs> but I think it was him who said that every 20 to 21 years, there should be a revolution here in the United States. Okay? Hmm. And it's, astro- it's astrological... Reasons for that. Every 20 years, uh, a president gets a, a shot at repetitiously, okay, with the exception of, of Bush, it didn't happen, okay? But, you know, every uh, 20 years, the fashion revolves, goes back to where it was. You see all of these revolutions, all these cycles that occur, and if you think that they just happen to occur, it, why? Why is it so uh, typical everywhere? You know, that many people can't think that much alike. Everybody thinks differently, don't they? But they but they all sweat under the sun, and they all get wet when they get in water. So remember that, right? As individuals, you think you are. <laughs> you you born with two eyes, hopefully, <laughs> and five fingers and toes. Or there are some people that are deformed or malformed or mutated, and, and they grow uh, uh, otherwise, you know, more than five. But there's a, a, a set, what you call default, you know, pattern for for humanity, and that is a result of universal law. So these things occur by universal law, right? And and to watch their pattern and to decipher them gives you the ups, man. You know, it gives you the ups to know that it's, it, it gets cold in December. That's why if you are up on the fact you go shopping for your winter coat in October before it gets too cold. You don't wait until snowfall to buy a winter coat. You know, and why do we why do we just know that? Because we have a calendar. You know, we have a system of time, which I would like to address time real real quick on a on a on oh, a tangent. Huh? Please do. Yeah, yeah, do. because you got man, you got. I mean, let me put it to you this way: when you become conscious, you wake up, you realize it. That they've been fucking with your head, man. Part of my language, all right. If it offends you, <laughs> you know, don't forgive me because I said it. Forgive me because I offended you. Because I'm not sorry I said it that way. But at any rate, it's, it's yeah. fuck you. You so angry? Like when I discovered, when I discovered that the ancient Egyptian gods had the same names and did the same exact thing that the Hebrew prophets did. I was so fucked up, man. I just I, I I threw the whole Bible in the trash, the whole church concept in the garbage. I threw the concept of the Most High in the garbage. Okay, walked all over it, wiped my butt with it, 
disrespected Muslims almost got killed because of it, still held my ground. I didn't care. You understand? I threw the baby out with the bathwater. And we've done the same thing. I hear these brothers around a bunch of times. <laughs> You know, I, I hear, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the conscious community online as well as whatever city I'm in. Okay, so for y'all to think it just occurs on Facebook, wake up. You know, <laughs> we we get together everywhere. Trust, all right. But anyway, you hear brothers coming in the door and veterans too. Man, time don't exist. It don't. Man, they forget who invented the concept of time. Man, time is a subjective mental construct. Yes. But it is a measurement of something that physically exists or something that physically happens. And, yes, we arbitrarily or by the authority of some central figure define a starting point for that cycle that is undefinable, that a real start is undefinable for. Yes, that is true, the imaginary starting point, because we must. All right, but we take we pick an actual physical event or process to, to designate as the beginning. And this time was invented for organization purposes, man. If we didn't use the concept of time, you show up to work and your boss ain't got the door open. Stupid. <laughs> and then he, he shows up to work and you're sleeping and he comes and he snatches you up out your bed and you don't want to go to work. If we didn't use time, then you wouldn't be able to go to the store and feed your family if you ain't growing your own food. And even if you were growing your own food, there's a cycle you have to start planting at spring after the winter time. Okay? So don't throw in and remember that we were using time long before we were oppressed by this government, long before we were duped by the church. Oh, that's, that's cool. about time. You know how I feel huh? about this time, nonsense. I said, you know how I feel about these people running around, you know, with this time nonsense, telling people, you know, time is an illusion and it's a figment of, like, what? Nigga, I'm watching well, my nephew get older by the day. What the hell do you call that? What's called yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know the difference between a baby and an adult, a teenager and an adult? And a, uh, uh, and, a, and a senior citizen? And, and how does that happen? Over a period of what? The, the timelessness? The, the, you going to tell me that yesterday didn't exist? That, that, that you never had a scar that had to heal? Get out of here. You know, like, when, like people say yesterday don't exist. And, and you know, and I understand what the, uh, what the brother Buddha uh, uh, on Clinks is talking about. He's talking about the dynamic of the mental function, the how we remember how the mind works. You remember from right. the present, from right now, back to a certain point, yes. But you, you, your mind didn't start working right now. You know, you didn't learn how to speak just now, and you're collecting words going back. When you go back to collect these words, you, you, you go back into your memory to function here. So there is a concept of time, and there, it is a measurement of cycles. Now, granted, time on a linear Display is totally non-existent on a straight line. There's no such thing because time rolls in cycles. So we were looking at a spiral that reconnected the end, connects, or we're looking like a, at, a, at a flower with a zillion petals like that spirograph we used to use as a kid. I don't know if they still use spirographs in this generation, if that's a good illustration for the youth for today. But we had a spirograph <laughs> thing. It was, it was like a bunch of little yeah, plastic protractors. <laughs> 
Huh? I don't think they ever seen one of those, man. <laughs> but at any rate, you draw with it, and it loop de loop de loop de loops de loops. It makes a circle of loops. All right, well, that's how yeah. the planets actually move, and that's how everything grows, you know, leaves out of, out of uh, branches out of trunks and twigs out of the branches. That's how everything grows, your fingers out of your hands, and it follows a mathematical pattern and a cycle of time, man. You know, and for those of you who say time ain't real because you can't put it on the table, well, your thoughts ain't real. And you say you're a thoughtless individual because you can't take every thought you got and put it on the table for me, man. You see? You can write words. You ain't writing thoughts. You're writing words. Those words are hardly even adequate enough to describe your thoughts. Put in the words how an orgasm makes you feel, man. You see? Or into words what, what, what water does for your ass. After after working out, man, put that in words for me. You see, it, it, it barely describes. It, it it can never describe unless unless you had that experience. Then the words are relevant. You see, yeah. So but at, at any rate, let me get back to the timeline because I really done got far away from that. But this timeline shows how this cycle, or or, or or period, or section, or fragment, or fractal of time. While the sun is aligned with Sirius, is an excellent time to execute your will. If you want it to last, you know, to be a lasting thing, all right? But I got more than 100 here. And if I get bored with reading them, I'll quit, tell you where to go read them. And if I, um, if it seems, you know, like it ain't crazy, I'll, I'll read them all. But at any rate, 1852, mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass, as a fugitive slave, delivered his What to the Slave is the Fourth of July speech to the Ladies' Anti-Slavery Society in Rochester, New York, in which he condemns the celebration of the hypocritical sham in a land where slavery still exists. Ain't that something? See, we weren't sleeping in the 1800s even. Niggers weren't ignorant as you think they were. <laughs> you know, we had plantation owners, the largest cotton uh plantation in the country was owned by a black man in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, okay? I say black man because, you know, people don't understand. Some people don't understand when you quote when you say more, all right? But at, at any rate, uh, my great-great-grandfather, his name was John Green, he wasn't even a slave. He owned land in North Carolina. He fought in the Revolutionary War. This is way before the Civil War, y'all, okay? Because we were here living and functioning as citizens of this here United States, long before we were oppressed by these people too, right? So Jay, Frederick Douglass knew what time it was. He wasn't stupid. You, know, you didn't have to have an education to be intelligent back then, and you don't today, but according to some people, they don't think otherwise, you know? Um, in 1861, the 27th Congress, Lincoln requests 4,000 troops, I mean 400,000 troops, and was granted them immediately, child. You did an excellent day to, to beseech uh, an authority figure, to ask your boss for a raise if you insist on being a, a worker, all right? <laughs> I started to say slave. <laughs> but anyway, it's an excellent time for you to appeal to your neighbor for some joint action or you got an idea that you want to initiate in your home and you need your wife's participation. Do it on this day, okay, or in this period of time from the 3rd to the 5th of July, all right? 1861, also, the skirmish at Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, uh, 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 I think that was, um, you know, 
very successful for the union who was the government that initiated the Declaration of Independence on the same day, right? The Battle of Carthage, Missouri, where U.S. General Siegel attacks a uh, processionist, all right? 1863, the Battle of Jackson, where uh, um, in the Battle of Birdsong Ferry, Mississippi, all right, 1863 failed Confederate assault on Helena, Arkansas. 640 soldiers were killed. Now, why did the, the, the Confederates fail and the Union succeed on all of these days, y'all, and in all these different places? Because the Union was an organization that initiated a process of action on July the 4th. So it's like a solar return to them. Right. And I, I haven't done this research yet, but one day I will. Maybe next year for July the 4th we'll come back and do this again after I've done the research, right? And it would take about a year for me to compile enough cases to be convinced myself. that people born on this day are given the ability to execute their will more efficiently than others. You see? Mm. You dig? Uh, naturally, just like, you know, if you look at every basketball player, they don't have the exact same... Uh, harmonious aspect, but they have the exact same planet involved in an aspect. They all have Jupiter involved in an aspect. And uh, uh, I got this from a book called uh, Astrology Really Works by the Magi Society. You want to order the book used, it's going to cost you about 12 bucks. You want a brand new, they want 200 and there's, there's some change for the book. But they went and showed how Jupiter is in the charts of all professional football players and, and basketball players, and it is aligned and why Jupiter? Because Jupiter is the planet of running, leaping, jumping. You see? Right. And all the jumpers and leapers <laughs> have this planet. I believe even grasshoppers, you know, <laughs> have this planet okay. in, um, in, 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 in harmonious aspect or involved right. in what they call a quad aspect, which could be two unharmonious aspects. It becomes a, a, a talent or natural ability for a human being, all right? So, you know, and all champion horses, they even did all of the winners of the Kentucky Derby, you dig? The statistics uh. will kill you skeptics, and I'd be glad to watch you suffer, right? Drown in your own argument, all right? So, um, the, so you, you look at 1963... Uh, pardon me, 1863, failed Confederates. So why did the Confederates fail? Because they initiated that motion of secession, therefore, on a day when it wasn't in harmony with the 14th, um, uh, uh, or the 14th degree of cancer. They had planets in bad aspect to that. They weren't using astrology wisely, evidently. Because they failed miserably, man, in their attempt to secede. And I believe their cause was a noble one. They, they didn't want the government telling them what to do. If you, for, you, for you people who believe it was about slavery, wake up. If you're conscious still talking that garbage, man, you really need to wake up, okay? It wasn't about slavery. It was about control of the land, first and foremost, okay? There were black regiments in Georgia, you know, they came straight out of Atlanta that were in the Confederate Army, because they own land, and they didn't appreciate what the federal government was doing back then, okay? So understand, it was, it, 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 a lot of it wasn't a racial thing, but it, ain't, you know, it is today because, you see, 75% uh, of us aren't succeeding, and a, a, a whole 33% of us are on paper, in and out of jail. We're the highest uh, racial 
uh, 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 statistic in every prison across the United States, even with a population, is less than 2%. We, we 90% of the prison. You see what I'm saying? So if you think, you know, if those type of statistics don't show you racial oppression or a uh, 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 program geared at keeping... You mean like in Idaho, in Nebraska, <laughs> Idaho, <laughs> Nebraska, Idaho, Montana, see, uh, uh, places where we not plentiful, man, at all. When you walk through town, you barely see a black person, but right in the jail, there's a black man in there, guaranteed. That's crazy. Okay. Um... The skirmish at Smithburg, Vicksburg, Mississippi, surrendered to Union forces. The Battle of Smith's Expedition, Mississippi, in, in Tupelo and Harrisburg, uh, 1864. 1864, the Battle at Chattahoochee River in Georgia. 1865, first edition of Alice Adventures in Wonderland is published. Okay? <laughs> you know, people uh. don't know that that story is all about sovereignty. Got life twisted, too. Okay? Um... Uh, they jumped that off on the fourth? Yeah. Oh, it might have been the oh. third or the fifth, because I didn't write down third or fifth, but it, I mean, third, yeah. fourth, or fifth and, and of 1865, yeah. July. Wow. Okay. Um, the author and mathematician Lewis Carroll, author uh, um, Lewis Carroll, 1866, Firecracker. Oh, and 1866 as well, pardon me, the way I pasted this got me confused. 1866 as well on July 3rd, 4th, or 5th. A firecracker flown in the woods starts a fire destroying half of the state of Oregon. Okay. Yeah, all right. Oh, no, 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 no. Half of Portland, Oregon, pardon me. <laughs> okay, right. half a point. <laughs> half the state of Oregon. Okay, pardon me. Hey, uh, 1868, the Battle at Ueno, Japan, the last of the shogun uh, 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 armies were defeated. Y'all would have to be down with Japanese history to understand that. But what you need to understand is that the shogun was the central authority, and the emperor took over. He was no longer uh, irrelevant. The emperor took over, and he was... Um, uh, 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 reinstated into power, all right? Um, 1865, uh, oh, no, that's, I said that one already, right? Okay, 1898, the United States Navy defeats the Spanish fleet in Santiago Harbor, uh, Cuba. In 1906, Great Britain, France, and Italy grant independence to Ethiopia. That's one for my Rastafari brethren, okay? Uh, 1911, uh, here in the United States, in Vermont, which is which is very very far north and, and just east of the Adirondack Mountains, so it should be cool, right? Reaches 115 degrees Fahrenheit, 41 Celsius. Pardon me, 105 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 41 Celsius at Vernon, Vermont. That's a state record. Okay, 1911 on the same day, same year. I um. Forty. Uh, it was 106 degrees in Nashua, New Hampshire, which is also a state record. Same region. All right. Uh, in 1912, July the 4th, Jack Johnson. Y'all know who he, y'all know him. For y'all who don't know, he was the black heavyweight champ who you see pictures of with his bald head, bare fist standing up there. Okay. He TKO's Jim Flynn in, in nine rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. 
And in 19th, I believe he was a Leo rising too, y'all, okay? And the sun would be in his solar 12th on that day. And, and if that is the case, then that is a sign of overcoming one's enemies, okay? And that's why you get the statement, you know, you got to wake up early in the morning to, you know, to defeat this one or say if you want to get out on so-and-so. Because the sun, when it, when, it, when it first rises, is in the house of enemies. And the, it, the sun is destroying the darkness at that point. You understand? He's overcoming the darkness through his resurrection. And this is the opportune time to get it in. For anything, it's opportune. This is why everybody, school starts early in the morning, why work usually starts, unless you work in the midnight shift and dealing with a business that caters to the needs of people 24 hours a day. Generally, you know, business starts in life and nature all across the planet, gets the bustling as soon as the sun rises. So, you know, we break out of the frame of our natural nature when we, when we work at night. You know, we should really sleep at night, you know. So, but you have to understand circadian rhythm for that. That's a whole nother show, Okay. Uh, 1937, Spam, y'all. Y'all know what Spam is. I ain't talking about Internet Spam. I'm talking about Spam Ham. The luncheon meat was introduced into the market by Hormel Foods Corporation. Now, you know, they're selling that shit all over the world now, man. You know? 1942, the U.S. air offensive against Nazi Germany begins. They're just another coinky-dink. The United States would pick this, this interval of time to launch an assault on, an, on, a, on a nation that they were petrified of. If you think they weren't scared of Germany, you better go back and do your research on why they formed NATO. And most of us grew up in the hood. Why did we ever double bank anyone? Why did we ever, if you ever engaged in jumping on, you ever got jumped, why did you get jumped? Why did you jump on them? Was it because mm-hmm. there was a de- de- fear? Yeah, fear. You know? Yeah. That's right. So, but so they were afraid of Hitler. So they knew in order to destroy this thing, they had to get up early in the morning. You know, they had to, they had to catch that sun when it, was at, when it was in its destroying mode, when, when just like it's hot as hell today, yesterday, and will be tomorrow. You see? Because that energy is available for us. So it's not too late either. If you have something that you need to do, something that needs to get done, and in a jiffy, it's something you've been wanting to do, and you're afraid that it, hasn't, that it wouldn't be successful. Today is an excellent day. Tomorrow will be an excellent day. Yesterday would have been an excellent day to get it in, to start and initiate it, man. And for sustainable longevity is the solution, okay? 1950, oh, pardon me, I skipped one. Uh, um, 1945, World War II, the liberation of the Philippines was declared. There goes another independence declared on that day. All right? 1950, the United, uh, first time a U.S. and North Korean forces clash in the Korean War. Now, by the way, y'all, the United States has not succeeded in subduing the Koreans and there are other dates in here that involve Korea. So I wonder if Korea ain't down with, with it because they did some nuclear tests. I forget the year, but I'll get to it because it's noted. They did some on July the 4th. You dig what I'm saying? Korea be real active on July the 4th, you know, and they're the first ones to tell the United States, don't come over here with that bullshit. You know, we ain't having that, right? 1962, 96 people murdered at the massacre of Oran, Algeria. 1963, the first Beatle tune to hit the charts. From me to you. I don't even know how that goes. But anyway, the Beatles, you know, these people use a whole bunch of astrology down to planetary tones and notes in their music. And Yeah, and they use astrology, you know, to, to sell records, y'all. 
God damn, weren't they one of the most successful musician bands in in in, in, in record history? Yeah, you don't know that. You better Google that shit, okay? <laughs> I, uh, 1963 in New Zealand, National Airways Corporation, Dakota, D.C. crashes. Uh, 23 passengers in the crew were killed. 1966, race riots in Omaha, Nebraska. 1969, the song Give Peace a Chance came out by the Plastic Ono Band, was released in the U.K. And I don't know anybody that can't hear that song, that that song don't continue to play in their head until they drown it out with another one. You know, all we are saying is give peace a chance. And I don't even think there are any other lyrics to that joint, man. Right? <laughs> 1971, the 26th Amendment certified, or was, was, was certified, it reduces the voting age to 18. 1975, Cape Verde gained independence. After 500 years of Portuguese colonial rule. 1977, Pakistan army led by General Zia-ul-Haq seizes power. 1984, Supreme Court ruled the JCs may be forced to admit women as their members. 1990, Liberian President Samuel Kanyon Doe offers to resign in response to rebel incursions in his country. He would later be kidnapped and executed. In 1994, the U.S. changes the refugee policy by sending Haitian boat people back. You see revolutionary changes occurring on the, in this period of time. 1994, the United States announced it would refuse to furtherly unrestrict immigration from, from Haiti. 2006, North Korea launched at least two short-range no-dong missiles, one Scud missile, one long-range Tepe-dong, or, or, or Tepe-dong, T-A-E-P-O-D-N-O-G, two missile. 2006, that was just, you know, I think we had a, we, we talked about that on, uh, on Facebook, didn't we? How, the, uh, how they were radiated over Japan and radiated those fish, how we shouldn't be eating tuna anymore and all that. Yeah. North Korea tests four short-range missiles, uh, uh, one medium-long-range missile. Okay, I just read that. Pardon me. 2013, 12 people are killed and 60 people are injured in a wave of shootings across Chicago one year ago today. All right? So, uh, 2012. Truck bombing kills 25 people. Notice how the numbers, 22, 23, 25 here, okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, truck bombing kills 25 people, wounds 40 in Diwaniya, Iraq, all right? 2013, Egypt's president, Mohammed Morsi, is disposed by the military. I mean, I don't want to get any more redundant than it's already been. If you don't see, right, it right, ain't right. about... You, if you don't see that you using your will on this day is heightened just by that brief display and list, man, believe me, I, don't, I didn't even take one-third of what was there. Okay? So, you know, we've known astrologically that, you know, when the sun is aphelion or furthest away from there's the hottest day, when it conjuncts Sirius, it's always the hottest days of the year, anywhere that there are records set. Okay, that pattern we can count on as long as the alignment between the earth and the sun remains relatively the same. So therefore, if, the, if nature receives a power boost, the sun receives a power boost, what makes you think you don't? Well, you are made of the exact same shit that all of this is made out of. Huh? Right. Now, I think I bought it full circle. Um, I, I think so, too. 
you know, definitely have established a case to show the pattern. And, um, you know, over here we all into patterns. You know what I'm saying? Well, the most successful people in the history of civilization use those patterns, man, to execute their will. And those that lasted the longest use those patterns the best. And if example doesn't serve for you, then <laughs> nothing will. Nothing you know? will. Yeah, nothing will. You don't have to be an astrologer. But you better pay attention to what this one's telling you today, buddy. You know? <laughs> Anything you to Today is an excellent day to initiate business. Excellent day to buy a car. Excellent day to buy a house. Okay, not necessarily July the 4th. Anytime between July the 2nd to July the 7th, that whole week. Because if you think it just comes in one instance and it's gone, you're crazy. You know, it, it stays in that zone for uh, uh, for for a good seven to ten days. Really, it just peaks for three days. Right. Just like yeah, just like now. Oh, what I what else I wanted to talk, touch on was holidays, man. The reason why these days were considered holy by the ancients is because these were the days that the heavenly alignments manifested the time, or uh, that the heavenly alignments concurred. With energy surges in nature, and because it was reflected in the heavens, it was thought by some people to have come from the heavens, and thus it was divine, and thus holy, and thus they're called holidays to this day. I mean, even the the, the, the Thanksgiving people are like, man, I ain't celebrating Thanksgiving. They ain't celebrating nothing but the murder of all those Indians of sixty million. No, they're not. What they're doing is celebrating the feast of Sekhmet. Is what they're doing. Or Sekhumatu, okay? Or Sekhumat, however you want to pronounce it, right? The lion headed goddess who represents the rays of the sun and, 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 and you know, is life giving power, and, and, and she personifies that. They're, they're celebrating the festival of Sekhmet, is what they're doing. You see? They've shrouded it in the. You know, thank God for giving us this land, for for giving us the ability to conquer these Indians and blah, 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 blah. You know, there's, you have to understand these holy days were commemorated and made into holidays, not just to dupe the people to keep them from using this force against the rulers, but also to keep the memory of it intact. Because like Pompeii, you know, very few survivors of a, of a society, a disease might scourge the people and... Uh, a, a group of a couple of thousand people may turn into three or four in a period of a month back in the day. So the only way to keep this history rich was to turn it into a tradition. If the red, white, and blue that we use as a, in, in our flag ain't got nothing to do with with the white man spilling the red Indian blood and, and you know, the, uh, 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 the blue, you know, traveling on the water to do so you know, over the waters to do there's nothing to do with that. The color red is the color of Heru, which is uh, uh, which alludes to as a symbol for our sun. Blue is the color of the earth. Okay, in turn blue means life. All right? And in, in, and in healing metaphysics people know that blue has to do with healing. That's why you got the hoodoo ladies and the voodoo ladies to take a blue bath. All right? While healers live in white houses with blue trim. Okay? And the white is the color of the dog star Sirius because she is the brightest star out there, you know, at, at night. 
which we should let you know if her star, if, the, if her light burns bright, that she is exuding energy like whoa. And when the sun conjuncts it, the sun is amplifying that for like what the fifth time tonight. Okay. Uh, the reason why it's a totally different color at Christmas. Now, at Christmas time is when the sun, when the earth is closest to the sun. And the the earth is between uh, um, Sirius and the sun. And the sun is not pulling uh, or, or radiating or channeling Sirius's energy towards the earth. It is channeling it towards any planets or any bodies that would be on the other side of the sun. Because at this point, earth is between the sun. You can look in the east at sunset and see Sirius rising. Or look in the look in the west at sunrise and see Sirius setting. You see? And at that point the sun is furthest from Sirius. Now, some people would like to say to think that no man, the, the, that's when the earth is closest to the sun and that's why it's the hottest day. No, man. We are closest to the sun in wintertime. Yeah, the sun is actually and furthest in the summer. It's actually 152,500,000 kilometers away from the sun right now. And in January, around January 3rd, 4th, 5th, it's 147,500,000 kilometers from the sun. So it's closer in January than it is in July right now. We're farthest from the sun. At the now, let me explain how that works. That's the long ray and the short ray of the sun, okay, to put it in short terms. I, lo- I love the fact that you dropped those kilo- kilo- kilometers, that math in there, okay, because that gives us the scientific indisputable facts, you know. Uh, but yeah. if you flick your lighter or light a match and look at that flame, okay, the source from where the fire or the flame emerges, that's the bottom of the flame, okay, because fire heat goes up. That's the coolest part of the flame, the blue part of the flame. The, the tip of the flame is hotter and brighter than the, where the source is at. So if you understand the rays of the sun to be like flames, to be, the, you know, fire is fire, whether it's in space or on earth or in the form of a lighter or exuding from the sun, right? It all burns. It's all a bunch of uh, uh, ions bombarding, you know, and, and disseminating whatever it comes into contact with, right? Uh, the Where it emerges from its source is cooler than... You know, where it is, and, you know, somebody said to me, Mercury is hotter than than the Earth because it's closer to the sun, and they don't even know that on the dark side of Mercury it is colder than it is on the dark side of the Earth at wintertime. Mm. So right. you're dead-ass wrong. <laughs> you're dead-ass wrong trying to argue proximity to the sun determines, uh, uh, atmosphere determines temperature, first of all, y'all. It's hotter on it's hotter on, on Mars than it is on, on the Earth during the day because it doesn't have the same atmosphere. You see? So and Mars is millions and millions of miles further away. So please, man, do your research before you speak because you take a lot of time arguing what you don't know. And where you think that that is time that you're learning, you ain't learning shit when you're arguing shit you don't know. You're just arguing. You're going to have to wait for you to shut up. You're going to have to wait for you to shut up and listen. Okay, and so you can learn something. You know what you're talking about before you argue. But at any rate, the same dynamic works when we're doing aspects in astrology. See, we don't just make shit up, man. We take laws from nature. 
we watch them repetitiously manifest themselves. Like like I said, it's going to take me a whole year compiling evidence for that because I'm not going to go for it myself until I look. And I'm going to go look at some of the most successful rulers, most successful tyrants, and see how many of them was born on, you know, the, or, or July the 4th or the, the 3rd, 4th, or 5th, and see what they did, you know. And if any of them, if their history is crazy similar, if at least 10 of them are similar, that's enough for me. I don't need a zillion. I ain't got time to go through a zillion. If it manifests itself 10 times in a row, I don't need 10 more. You know? It'd be insane to think you're going to get different results from the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, 10 times would be enough for me. But what was you saying, Lord? No, I didn't say anything. Hello? Okay. Hello? Um, yeah. I thought I cut you off. I thought you were trying to slash something in there. I don't know. But basically, I mean, I didn't really have enough time to uh, um, to prepare for the show. You know, I, I did that post, and it went viral on Facebook. And, um, you know, I, I, I really didn't have time to, to get much more uh, material for this. The, the color for uh, when the earth is closest to this is green. So it's green, red, and white. Now, you see the alignment of the earth when uh, 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 during summer and it's red, white, and blue, and the colors for the season is red, white, and blue. You look on, you look on, uh, you go to Google, you see the flag everywhere. You, you know, you look at the modeling pages, they are wearing red, white, and blue bikinis. You look on the newspaper pages, everybody's flag, all the sales that you got going on in these departments, all red, white, and blue. Because they're, they, these are the symbolic colors of the, the, the summertime or the aphelion alignment. Of, of Sirius And uh, the other colors That coded Hello Okay, okay. The, the other colors that are code The opposite alignment They're still in a straight line But the earth is in the middle Are red, white, and, uh, uh, red, white, and green Okay And you have to understand That this is why at Christmas time The candy canes are red and green and white as, And striped Okay and these colors right. represent different frequencies, you know, for metaphysical reasons. You know, green is balance, blue is healing. So, you know, and, and in the, in the wintertime is when the sun reaches its uh, 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 sh- shortest days, too. So, uh, you know, you have to understand when I say shortest days, I don't mean 24-hour period of revolution for the earth. I mean exposure to the earth. It, it, during December, uh, uh, December the 20th or the 21st, or the 22nd, because that oscillates too. That three days, same thing, because the Earth's consistent wobble or jiggle, right? Causes it to do that. That's called perturbation. P E R T U R B. Just, just look it up. All right. And the uh, uh, the the sun reaches its lowest declination because the Earth's tilt is away from it. This this results in us seeing a little bit less of the celestial equator or the ecliptic, and therefore we only get like seven hours of, 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 of daylight and 14 hours to 17, depending on where you are north or south of the equator, right, of, 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 of nighttime in the northern hemisphere. closer you are to the equator, the lesser the, uh, uh, the, the night hours will be uh, during this season, all right? But at any rate, here where I'm at, in North America, and therefore Southern Europe and in the Middle East, along that whole line around the Earth, right? We experience pretty much uh, uh, 15 hours of, of, of dark 
and and uh, uh, six hours, pardon me, nine hours of uh, of day, and it it, it gets like. The, uh, in the northern hemisphere, way up by the North Pole, it, you can see the 24-hour sun, you know, land of the midnight sun, you see, because right. of the position on the earth. like standing on a hill looking down. You can see all around that hill. But if you're at the bottom of that hill looking up, you can't see around the hill, you know. Right. So you, that, that same perspective is what we take when we live closer to the equator or above the equator. And, then, you know, that dynamic is a whole nother Lecture two, <laughs> for those who don't understand the grid and how the earth is measured, latitudes, longitudes, you know. You understand the further north you go, the less of the ecliptic you see. The further south uh, 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 in the sky, closer to the horizon, the sun appears to be. If you're standing on the North Pole, uh, this, this, uh, uh, at any given day, and, and in, in any spring, pardon me, not any given day, any given day of spring, all right, any year, then the 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 sun is never appears to be far above the horizon. It just goes around the entire horizon, you know. And there's, since there's no east to west, you know, there everything every direction is south when you're standing on the North Pole. There is no east or west. All right. right. <laughs> yeah. Then the the sun just goes from your uh, um from your left to your right around. The horizon, he just stays above the horizon, going all the way around, 360 degrees. But the further right. south you get, the higher in the sky the, uh, the sun would become. You know, and what that's like is uh, picture yourself in a great big ballroom, all right? And there's a chandelier, and this, is, this ballroom has like a cathedral high ceiling, all right? You're standing directly <laughs> under that chandelier. So you have to look directly above yourself. You have to arch your neck 90 degrees to see that chandelier. That chandelier is symbolic to the sun here. Well, now, suppose this ballroom is like 400 yards in every direction from under there. So it's 800 yards. It's as big as two football fields. So you walk to the other end, to the, to the north end of that, that ballroom. You don't have to look straight up in the air to see that chandelier anymore. He appears to be lower in the sky, though he hasn't moved anywhere. You still have to look up, but now you have to look south as well. That's why here in the United States and in Europe and in northern Africa, you have to look to the south to see the sun at noon. We were on the other side of the planet, at the bottom, South America, South Southern Africa, Australia. We have to look to the north to see the sun, just like you would have to if you were all the way at the southern end of that ballroom. I'm on the northern end. we both looking at that chandelier, but I'm looking towards the south at that chandelier, and you're looking towards the north at that chandelier. Oh, see? Right. Yeah. Okay, I think that's the best graphic description I can get. I mean, that's the one I use for all my students. They get it, all right? <laughs> so, uh, at any rate, um, other than that, you know, I just wanted to focus on the 4th of July you know, we could take some callers. I could do some demonstrations and get it on, you know, manifest it on a personal level. And um, then we can call it a night. Yeah. I would like you to do this as well because we are talking about cosmophysics slash astrology. We're talking about surveying and things of that nature. Is there anything that you can speak on pertaining to uh, our brother, Benjamin Banneker, that might assist? in this particular process in regards to, you know, 
what was he studying when he laid out D.C.? Was the evidence of it? And in your observation, what were they trying to get to in regards to laying the country out, or D.C. for that matter, the way that they did and when they did, as well as, you Are you know, talking about Christopher Banneker uh, or Benjamin Banneker? That's what you talking about. Yes, Banneker. Okay. Benjamin Banneker, uh, I believe he was a free man. I don't believe he was a slave, all right? Uh, by the time he started to help LaFont, or he was commissioned by LaFont to, de- to design the streets of D.C. You know, I live in D.C. practically all my life, all right? And uh, being a student of astrology, man, when I discovered that every equinox, the sun rises on Eastern Avenue, and it sets on yeah. Eastern Avenue. If you're if you're on the west side, uh, uh, I mean, if you if you're far to the eastern side, you, I mean, pardon me. If you if you're far to the west side of DC, you can you can see it rise and you can see it set on Eastern in, in other directions. Just standing on Eastern Avenue every spring, every equinox. Yeah, and um, Constitution Avenue is what it sets on, and in the, in the, um in the winter. You know, yeah. I mean, what it rises on, and uh, see, they, back then they used the astrology primarily for agriculture. What every other civilization has done since time immemorial. Okay, we found other uses for it. You know, that's another reason why I believe women discovered this. You know, because the men were out hunting, women would stay home and they do the gathering. You know, and they would notice that certain plants were best to pick during this time. And they would, you know, find time to look up in the sky when men were looking on the ground for the animals. You know, so I believe that women discovered this science. And they, their, their life cycles are more eminent and prominent than ours, more physically obvious, in other words. You know, and so they were able to de- devise that system and put it together. And I believe they did so. Well, Chris, uh, uh, Benjamin Banneker, being a, a, a farmer understood that the equinoxes and the points of the rising sun and being a mason, they were practicing astrology in Freemasonry back then because, the, you know, they, the, the masons emerged out of the Knights Templar who were uh, 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 persecuted by kings, and they wanted to keep that knowledge. They kept the kings in power amongst themselves. So the knowledge of astrology, which was knowledge for kings back then, was, was, was kept secret and practiced behind closed doors so they wouldn't be oppressed, okay? That's the reason why it went underground. This is the reason, and that's, that's the reason why they held it underground. The reason why the church put it underground is they didn't want the layman to have it. Because if you can consult the motions of the stars, what do you need a priest for? You need to consult with a priest. You know, I don't need this priest to tell me when I should pray for this or pray for that. I know the opportune time to seek this because this occurs every time that star rises there. It coincides. It doesn't cause. It coincides because if you don't act upon that energy or harness that energy at that time, nothing happens. You know, the, the, the alignment between Sirius and the sun doesn't cause rebellion on the earth. You know, but those who use their energy to rebel usually overcome their oppressors or their opponents. You see? That's the catch. All right? But at any rate, Benjamin Banneker, pardon me for being all over the place, he, you know, they got a high school named after him in northwest Washington, D.C. on George Avenue and Euclid Street right across from uh, Howard University. Okay? And in order to get in that school, you have to pass a test. You have to, pass a certain, you have, to have a certain aptitude to go to Benjamin Banneker. 
You know, so they honor the brother with that. Right? Then they give him this little small rinky dink ass circle in Southwest because he he was a man of of Morris descent. Alright? But anyway, he, he knew agriculture well and mathematics to a high degree that he was commissioned or hired by Lafont. Lafont was a French Frenchman who the United States government paid to build this city, who George Washington said, yo, man, I want you to build this, I want you to oversee and manage it. The font was like, man, I really don't know how to do that. I'm going to go get this cat named Benjamin. You know, Benjamin can do this here. So they went and got Benjamin Banneker. Now, he set the streets in D.C. to rise and set with certain planetary alignments that are astrological. Yeah. I mean, I don't know every single one of them, but I know the where, you know, the the rising and setting points of the sun during the spring, the uh the the fall and and the and the summer, right? And that's, you know, yeah. 18 degrees uh west of, I mean, um north of west and south of west is where the sun rises in Washington DC and thus Constitution Avenue and um Maryland Avenue run that course, you know, and New Hampshire Avenue. And on certain days of the year, Easter Okay, the, uh, uh, it rises on Maryland Avenue, and on um, the the summer solstice, it rises on New Hampshire Avenue, and so you can stand at the Capitol building or the mall in D.C., which is the center of the city. The real meridian of the city is the White House, so the 16th Street, right? 16th from Pennsylvania is dead center of the city. So the heart of the city, okay? If you stood right there in front of the White House and be in the White House's backyard down on the mall between the monument, the Capitol building, the uh, uh, Jefferson Monument, the Lincoln Monument, because they form a cross, you know, from from the uh, the Jefferson, I mean, from the Lincoln Monument to the Capitol is an east-west uh, 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 line, parallel line, and a vertical line from the White House to the Jefferson Mon- uh, Memorial. That forms a perfect cross. In the womb of the Virginia, because half of D.C. was Virginia, Mary, which the other half was Maryland. So that, there goes their Christian doctrine right there encoded into the building of the city on the mall. Okay? For those of you that missed it, download. Okay? I don't need to see that. Right? And uh, uh, the, way, the way that the, 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 the avenues are aligned, they all radiate from the White House and from these circles all over D.C., Okay, they all radiate in alignment with certain rising of the sun on certain days. And all of the federal holy days that have been masqueraded as Christian holidays, y'all, are really all from the Majus. They're all astronomically aligned days upon which energy are dealing with that specific direction and planetary forces prevalent. Okay? And and so, you know, pretty much... Pretty much, I learned how to tell time by the sun, moon, and stars living in D.C., okay? I started living upstate New York, and I started the practice of this science, started this science up there, but it became very easy for me to gauge what time it was because in D.C., all of the number streets are perfectly set north and south. All of the letter streets and name streets are perfectly east and west. The entire city is alphabetical. If you, you know, if you can read, if you have a third grade level education, you cannot get lost in that city, okay? Even if you don't know where you are, you can look at the streets and know exactly how far you got to go. Because there's four alphabets right. in the city that all radiate from the center. And Benjamin Banneker is said to be the author, 
And they even admit this, you know, so it isn't like they try to hide the fact that this black man's genius was implemented in the design of this city. And, you know, he evidently had a complex mind to come up with such an elaborate labyrinth and maze of a city, first of all. You dig? Well, you can't get lost unless you're illiterate. <laughs> and he knew how to make it simple for the simplest. You know, that is wisdom right there. Wisdom is, to me, it isn't being able to spit a zillion facts, man. It's being able to spit a zillion facts to a bunch of dummies, and they all leave understanding what the fuck you said. That's wisdom right there. You, see? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't wise because you can elaborate, you know, using all these prolific words. You have no propensity for oratorical generosity. Everybody leaves, don't nobody know what the fuck you said. See, that there's no wisdom in that. The, the wisdom is knowing how to relate to the man who needs that hand up being able to give it to him without even touching him. See, that's wisdom. So this brother, you know, you, if, you, if you stand at the Capitol and you walk north, you're going to hit A Street, then B Street, then C Street, all the way up to W Street, right? And then the alphabet starts all over, but it's two syllables now because you're in the second alphabet. You dig? Mm. So then you walk through that entire alphabet. And you get to Webster, which is the last W Street, right, And in the second alphabet. And you get to the third alphabet, which is the A Street there, and it's Allison. Three syllables in the th- And every single street all the way up, to, it has three syllables. I can't name them, recite them all by heart. I know them when I'm in the city, though, okay? <laughs> you know, but they got uh, Oglethorpe. Uh, uh, Davenport and and Madison and you know and and in the in in the in the two syllable alphabet is Morton and Newton and, and Sutton and it goes like that you see so and then it goes back to one syllable now that is like the Earth too y'all if you know astrology on the equator it's one degree per one degree every sign is equal on the equator but the further north you go the more the the ascendant deviates from from that which is what it is on the de, uh, on the equator until you get so far north to the 60th parallel then it goes right back to being even to the equator to the to the ascendant as it is on the equator now i know that went over a thousand people's heads okay but it, it fluctuates on the equator zero degrees aries will be rising at noon but 10 degrees north of the equator it'll be four degrees aquarius rising at noon and then 20 degrees north would be 8 degrees, and it is it's almost even. But you get up to the, to the 60th degree, and now it goes back to zero degrees rising. At the, and the same thing in D.C., where it starts with one, one set of, uh, um, at, the, at, the, at the equator of the city, it's is, is, is one syllable. And then it goes to two syllables, then three syllables. Then it goes back to one syllable. And I never understood why that was until I started studying astrology. Then I started studying the almanac. You know, Benjamin Banneker's almanac was bit by Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin ben- Franklin's almanac is fictitious. That was Benjamin Banneker's shit. Right. You know? That, that that tidbit, man, I understood this. I got this, you know, when I went to McKinley Tech in Washington, D.C., and we had, uh, you know, a lot of black teachers, right? And this one teacher, he yeah. said, look, man, we, you, you had, you had a, uh, uh, it was an optional elective in high school to take black history. You didn't have to take it, in other words. Right? That's something. 99% of the, the kids going, the teachers, 99% of the faculty and the student body are, are, are Asiatic, and 
you ain't got to take black history. See, look at the stupidity in that. But at any rate, I opted to take it, you know, because I, I, I didn't have that opportunity in New York. They don't offer black history as an elective in New York State. Right? So when I got to D.C., I got the opportunity to do that. Now, this teacher explained to us on the first day of class. He said, look, y'all, here is the body of information that I am required by the D.C. school system and the United States Academic Association to teach y'all, okay? We're going to breeze through that shit in the first week. After that, I'm going to teach y'all real black history. He, he taught us about Denmark Vesey, which you ain't going to hear in the classroom in the United States unless you've got a brother like him. For those of you who don't know who Denmark Vesey was, he's a free black man, educated in Europe, okay, and came to the United States and organized the, the biggest slave rebellion that ever occurred. He made what Nat Turner did look like child's play. He organized and galvanized a revolt that swept through the United States all the way from Mississippi, all the way up to North Carolina, all the way up to Maryland. It was just stopped in North Carolina by a house nigger. And this is where the house nigger concept came into effect, that you can't trust one of them niggers. Okay, that Uncle Tom oh. shit. Yeah, that came from the Denmark Vesey, or VZ, however you want to pronounce that, legacy, okay? And he taught us about Toussaint Louverture. His last name is, is spelled La Overture, but it's pronounced Louverture. Now, what's deep, this brother was into the metaphysical practices like, like crazy, and they don't teach that, but he, he showed how it was so. Because they said when he died, he had Marie Antoinette, who was Napoleon's wife. He had her handkerchief in his chest of effects, along with the medallion that Napoleon had. And how the fuck did he get all of this shit? And why did he have it is, is more important than how he got it. Right. He, he, for their vibration. You know, if you know anything about Santeria Voodoo, which they practice heavy in Haiti to this day, that if I have something you have touched, man, I got your vibration, champ. I don't need a, a, a lock of your hair. I got, your, I got something that you used to own, which means I got something of yours. I got some of you, you know? Right. And, and, and no, not one single skirmish that Napoleon sent against that brother was ever successful, man. They, mm. got, they tricked him. They tricked him using his, his right-hand man. They bought his right-hand man, his right-hand man, who Alexander Dumas was his name, sold Toussaint Louverture out. And they put Toussaint Louverture on an island to die, to waste away and die. And after he died, Napoleon, if you ever read his memoirs, said, of Toussaint Louverture, I can only say that I regret I didn't make him one of my top generals. That brother was, whoo, if we had one of him today, we'd be speaking on patois in this country. <laughs> you did. You did. He made Marcus Garvey and the rest of them look like kindergartners, man. He was toying with Napoleon. Now, Napoleon was a great historic world conqueror, Alexander the Great of Europe, according to history books. And his brother... With his, with, his, with his small army was running rings around the French, man, in Haiti. And they had the, a, a crazy navy, a crazy French navy trying to destroy that brother. So, you know, 
they, you know, the science, and the science of metaphysics is still a, 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 a strong suit for those people from Haiti to this day. Okay, did I elaborate on the DC thing well enough for you? Oh, no, I didn't. I got something else for you. Okay, y'all, yeah, let me show you how they, they stole from our forefathers the design for the, the, for the capital of the United States of America. Okay? If you look at the city of Memphre, M-A-M-F-R-E, otherwise known as Memphis, okay, in Egypt, it was shaped like a perfect square. Well, D.C. was intended to be 12 by 12 by 12 by 12 miles. And some people say, yeah, that's a, they get that from New Jerusalem. Yeah, they do. And New Jerusalem was taken from Memphre, the city of Memphis in Egypt. And in any Egyptian capital, be it Memphre or uh, um, uh, 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 Aten, you know, the city of Aku and Atonville or Iknaten, the King Tut's father, the one he built, all right? The, the Nile River goes through this, through this territory that they designate the capital. On the, the western side of the Nile is their cemetery. And on the eastern side of the Nile are their temples and their monuments. Well, the temples, we know, weren't actually places of worship. They were places, they were schools. They were universities. They, you know, Caucasian calls those African schools and university temples. We didn't worship writing. We studied writing and the art of communication, intonation right. and hikau and power, words of power. This is doctrine that come down to us from the age of Gemini, you know. They were breathing and, 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 and words of power and meditation, the development of the mind, and, and all astrologically mercurial science and practice originated or reached its peak, I would say, during that time, okay? And that would be like between 7,187 B.C. till 5,028 B.C., okay? All right, but at any rate... Um, the Egyptians called this time the, uh, uh, the time of, of, of Shu and Tefnut, all right, the twins, right, to allude to the mercurial to show that, that their strategy goes back even to prehistory, okay? But anyway, yeah. the same thing in D.C. You got the Anacostia River running through D.C., and on the, on the western banks of the Anacostia River, you had the largest cemetery in the United States of America, Arlington National Cemetery. And on the, the eastern side, you have all of the life-giving effects or the universities, the, uh, George Washington University, University of Georgetown, Howard University, UDC, and you have all of the monuments to the, you know, instead of it being pharaohs, it's presidents. You got the statue of every president in every right. goddamn yeah. circle. Yeah, those are all temples, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, so, yeah, temples, all right? Now, so they took the city of Manfre and incorporated it into the Bible because Manfre was a big trade center. Egypt was the shit back then, and everybody modeled their level of civilization after Egypt, much like every third world country is trying to put running water and electricity into their cities. You know, they, they try to emulate the most technologically advanced, the most pow powerful nations of their day. So, you know, because of that and because of Freemasonry and their uh, uh, fascination with our forefathers, they tried to do the same thing for D.C. Now, there are certain uh, uh, triangles and emanation pentagrams and stuff built all over Washington, D.C., and at the point of each one of these geometrical shapes is a headquarters for one agency or another in Washington, D.C., 
right? There's a book out on it. You can Google it. Yeah, all you have to do is look at uh, Masonic Secrets and uh, uh, Architecture in Washington, D.C., and it'll come up because I don't remember the, the title of the book. It's been years since I read it, more than 20 years. The Secret Architecture of the Nation's Capital is definitely something that they might want to look into um, that particular book there. I also uh, went on the Anthony Browder tour, Egypt on the Potomac, uh, and I believe they have an accompanying book for that where he took us to, I believe it was M Street, um, leading down 16th Street, that corridor where they have all of the religious institutions. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were using the top of M Street as a meridian. So when you go to the top of that park, what is that park called? The King Park? Malcolm X Park is what it's called. That's how, what we call it in D.C. I forget what they call it. <laughs> you dig? Uh, I really do forget what they call it because everybody calls it Malcolm X Park. Yeah. But that is 16th Street. Oh, Meridian Park is what it's called. Meridian That's the name park. of it. Okay. Yeah. Because 16th Street... Is the meridian for Washington, D.C.? Yes, yes. Yeah, the most western point of D.C. is exactly as far from 16th Street as the most eastern point, and 16th Street is the dead center of that city vertically from north to south. Yeah, that's the meridian. There's a statue that sits right there in Malcolm X Park that if you take a compass, if you stand right there with a compass in that meridian, it, that compass will spin around and spin around. There's an energy field right there in that park. Yes, the vortex, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, the brother, it was a beautiful tour that the brother took us on. I, I recommend it to anyone who's in that area. You know what I'm saying? You might want to look and see if uh, Anthony Bowder has anything on his website advertising when the next tour will be. But, yeah, he took us uh, all through the streets of D.C. He took us up to the uh, the, um, the Shriners Lodge and everything, the 33 degree, and he was showing us all of the reliefs on the door. You know, yeah, the Masonic uh, Library uh, uh, for the country, yeah. the headquarters, and, and their biggest library is right there on 16th and P. Yeah. And yeah. all the way down from, from, from there, all the, even further up, 16th Street has more churches on it per, per block than any other city in the United States of America. Yeah, the church, yeah. They have a, a church for every denomination um, down there on 16th Street, you know. So, you know, I, I I find it very interesting, especially, you know what I'm saying, my fascination with this number 44, and just to see how that city was structured and laid out, you know, dealing with sun worship and sun energy, you know what I'm saying, all of it pretty much framed after our ancestors and how they laid out tenants. And then you got this Leo sitting up in there, 1600 Pennsylvania Street, 44 President. And all of this energy that we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, all of these points and these meridians are pretty much emanating from that, that 1600 Pennsylvania, that seat, that over office that he sits in. You know what I'm saying? All of that is astrological or cosmic, yeah, or, you know is. what I'm saying? Dealing with cosmophysics, you know what I'm saying? And, and your research. See, what's, what's, uh, let, me, let me interject this real quick, though. It, it, it really, see, they have succeeded in isolating this science and making it seem like a, a pseudo-practice when in all actuality, you know, it's just the science of life here on Earth, really. That's all I wanted to add into it. Pardon me. Without, 
I, I still want to hear your spit on the 44. No, I just find it very interesting, like, you know what I'm saying, with this particular president and the seat that he sits in, the significance that that particular seat holds, um, you know, in reference to him. And it just baffles me that not enough research is being done into this brother, you know what I'm saying, to see how he fits the larger narrative, which is the United States, you know. Well, astrologically, bro, when we look at his birth chart, he has Mars and Pluto. Which is high, which is a highly magnetic alignment, electromagnetic alignment. All right, the the uh, uh, many great assassinated uh, men have this alignment, and many men who weren't assassinated that died still violently. Okay, uh, and you know, or died of a blood disease. All right, and many, every one of these men, most of them, they made history. They have this alignment, transformed the lives of people globally forever. Now watch this. He's going to do so, but not through by any apparent revolutionary means, okay? Uh, uh, Not revolutionary in terms of violence or at the point of a gun. He has Mars and Pluto conjunct in the sign of Virgo, which deals with health. And what's his number one program that he's been pushing since he's been here? Bomb care. Which deals with the what? (laughs) The health system. With the health. Healthcare. And yeah, healthcare. Revolutionized healthcare, made it affordable, quote, accessible for you know all quote unquote citizens of this great country. Yeah, but we have to look too astrologically, cosmophysically. We could look too. You can't ignore Pisces when you're dealing with uh, Virgo because that's like the opposite end of a broomstick. Mm-hmm. And. That what that healthcare program does by making it affordable for everyone, everyone has to have an ID, you see, because Congress wanted to hit, hit us with their federal ID, and the sovereigns of this nation voted against it, so they had to find another way to implement it. And through this healthcare program, everybody will have that ID. They'll have your dental records and your medical, your DNA, they'll be able to identify you. Right. You know, what else is uh, revolutionary is the fact that he said he's going to execute an executive order to protect those immigrants that are flowing in here from uh, Mexico as opposed to allowing Congress to, sh- to shut it down so that they can't do so. Why? Why would he be so favorable yeah. to Mexicans seeking to get over here when there are niggas here starving? Because they, got, they want a national highway, champ. They want a highway going all the way from South America all the way to Canada, all the way up to Alaska. And the only way they're going to get it done is with the help of some Mexicans. (laughs) They ain't going to get it done without them. So when you say, you know, into the larger picture, he's here to initiate the process of getting that North American highway in order and to initiate being able to identify the people uh, uh, nationally under one ID system, all in one database. Indeed, indeed, um, you know, and, and that might be his particular assignment on the surface. I'm speaking more towards symbolism and, and metaphysics, you know what I'm saying, and what he signifies. Um, but even in the law of 44, when I, I say that he's one of the three kings and we identify the three kings as, as the dreamcasters, 
you know, that act that you're talking about with those children from Mexico, that's the dream act, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it always seems to, to come back to that. And shout out to my brother A, or our brother A, Rashid, you know, he pointed out that even when you take 444 times 4, you get 1776, you know. That's very interesting, you know. Yeah. When you couple all of this together, and, uh, you know, I hold firm to my quote-unquote beliefs, because it's a belief that this will be our last president, you know. Maybe you have a different idea. You said our last in terms of a, a, a president of Asiatic descent? No, I mean in this particular country, you know, as it stands. Um, now, when we look at elaborate the on that, because I'm not understanding that. I'm not getting that. What do you mean, our last president? I, I you know, I take that in, in literal terms. I don't know what you mean by that. Like, there's not going to be a 45th president. I know that ain't what you mean. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, elaborate on that for me, Lord. Well, you know, this brother is the third in the 44th trilogy of presidents. Uh, George Bush and Bill Clinton were born 44 days apart. You know, I forgot what some of that was, if they were born or what have you. But, um, you know, based on this particular level of research, uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it. You spoke on some things pertaining to what his chart reads or, or signifies, what have you, but I don't know if there's going to be another situation where they bring in uh, elected president, should I say, into the seat. You feel me? Like, you know how when they replaced uh, Lyndon Johnson, the JFK, he wasn't elected. Yeah, he wasn't elected, right. He- he was appointed. Exactly. Yeah, he, he, he inherited that office here. Yes. And I feel that, uh, you know, whoever the next runner-up is, if, in fact, they're going to occupy that office, it's going to be by an inheritance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get um, you. Well, you know, I, I, I looked at Obama's chart. Now, this was funny, right? You know, I, I don't claim to be 100% efficient in cosmophysics, y'all, because... That would require that I have knowledge beyond knowledge beyond knowledge. I don't have that, okay? I'm I'm just a regular old dude, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. And but I have I have learned how to time alignments and proportionately lay them out for events in people's lives. Okay, that's what I do with huh? it. And when when, yeah. uh, when he first got elected, I looked at his chart and he had Jupiter, which is the planet of abundance, victory, success, and all that, perfectly conjunct his fourth cusp. And two days before that, he had Saturn conjunct. And two days before that, his, his grandmother died. Saturn is loss and depression and emotional disturbance and things of that nature. All right? And it is also loss on a material level. Right? Now, so I know I got his birth chart correct with, with that regard. So um, there, he has an alignment between Mars and Pluto, and that means death. Violent death, okay? And I swore that, you know, on the same day that they caught uh, 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 Osama bin Laden, that I swore that that day was going to be the day that there was going to be an attempt on the life of Obama. And what's deep is there was no attempt on his life. 
But the contract that he put out got fulfilled on that day. So violent death still occurred in his life. You know, I was wrong thinking that it was going to happen to him. <laughs> you know, that Mars Pluto says violent death in the charts of anyone who has it, whether they suffer from a violent death or not. And as a president, he has executed more assassinations, more political assassinations have occurred in his office than in the history of any other president in the United States of America's history altogether. What's deep is Mars is also a 44 element, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Mars, blood, iron, all of them have carried the number 44. I understand that from this And I've done mm. my own, yeah, I war, right. Mars war, Mars is blood, Mars is, is attack. All of that is 44 frequency stuff. So, I, you know, when you started popping it in the beginning, I was like, he's just happy with this 044. To be honest with you, I was like, he's just happy with that because he sees that number everywhere. That's his number. But you, I did my own research. You know, like I do. I got into cosmophysics with a skeptical eye. So for, for y'all, don't take that as an insult that I didn't take the brother seriously. That's just the way my mind works. Until I see it myself, I don't believe it, okay? So I started doing a 44 search, man, you know, and I went straight to Gematria first because that's where science and numbers and everything that we're doing, is, is, you know, is most popular with the Gematria. So I went to Gematria and I found the, the word list, the codex, for all of those numbers online. And uh, uh, this book I have in here that, that, that translates a whole bunch of numbers, the 777, written by Alistair Crowley. And I looked at 44, and I said, oh, shit, he got something here with this. You know, <laughs> he owned something. I said, I wonder if he got it from there. So, you know, my skeptical mind looked even further. I went online looking up April the 4th, man, and looking up the 44th chapter of the Quran, 44th verse, and, man, the Bible and all that stuff. And I see, man, you know, you you got something profound here with that, man. And you should keep on refining it, you know. That's that's my advice and, and my sentiment with regard Please, to thanks, it. Thanks, Lord. You know. Thank you. And you, you know me, Lord. I am, I, I am the most skeptical. You know, <laughs> you did, and, and I wouldn't say it on the air to be shamed later if it, if, it, if I haven't already verified that it got some substance to it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and, for, and whoever yeah. listening, don't even whoever and for whoever's listening, don't take it just because I said so. I'm just testifying to my experience. Go do your own research. You know. Absolutely, and um. You know, even with the the latest facts of, like I said, everything that involves his hand, like he seems to have a 44 fingerprint. Any nation that this particular country is in conflict with, that they're at war with, that's how they kill. They kill in multiples of 44. He bombed, you know, he bombed was born on, on August the 4th, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's 8, which is, is 44, and the 4th. Yeah. And they said 44 is a higher frequency or a higher octave of 8. You know, and if 8 is infinity and 44 is a higher octave of that, you know, that's a pretty special number. As the brother Nasi said on last Tuesday's show, it's a double doorway, you know what I'm saying, it's to the infinite parts of both sides of reality. You know what I'm saying? It's a mirror. Oh, yeah. I just, when you first said that, the first thing that came to my mind was a bubble. A bubble. <laughs> Yeah, a bubble. 
literally a bubble, a, a sphere, because on the inside of that sphere is the world, and on the outside of that sphere is the world. So 88 would be, I mean, uh, 44 would be that which the atmosphere around, and then 8 would be what's going on inside of that yeah. bubble. And in, in mathematical yeah. family, they say that zero equals infinity, and there's no other way theoretically to explain that outside of the law of 44. I've read the math books. They try to explain it through mathematical equation, but they're missing in mark. You know what I'm saying? Zero equals eight. Zero equals infinity. You know what I'm saying? And that could easily be explained utilizing this particular law. But yeah, it's it's you know, it's pretty much it's pretty dynamic. You know, I, I tell people it deals with the intelligence of supreme intelligence pre Big Bang. It was the thought that manifested into what they call the quote-unquote Big Bang. You know what I'm saying? Everything in the physical formation, everything that we identify as physicality came out of that thought. You know what I'm saying? And the cube science, man. Drop some of that. The cube science? Yeah, that science of the cube, that four by four. Yeah, yeah. The cube... You know, and again, shout out to my brother A. Rashid. I definitely always got to give him the props when, 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 you know what I'm saying? When opportunity presents itself, because he repeatedly points out the fact that, you know, <clears throat> that number 26 is the only number that sits between, the only number in the universe that sits between a, uh, a square and a cube, that being 25 and 27. You know what I'm saying? So when we look at the cube, when we look at the cube, we see uh, six sides to eight points. And if you to visualize two boxes being unified or two crystals, for that matter, you know what I'm saying, on their sides, and you just make your connection with your points, then you have your cube. So in essence, a cube is just it's a three-dimensional box. And, of course, you know, a box is a square, which is four points, but a cube is just, it's a 44, it's two four points, you know, three-dimensional cube, or it's a three-dimensional square, should I say, um, and then we look at Yahweh, you know, we look at that sacred number 26, and we understand that that's 13 twice, that's 44, we look at the alphabet, in this particular gematria that I use, you know, they break the alphabet up into two sets of 13, which is a 44 cycle, you know what I'm saying? And it just, it hasn't failed me. It's opening up and it's revealing itself. It's showing me all of the, uh, the dynamics and relationships that we can find in this universe dealing with frequency and number. And it makes it fun. It makes it so much fun because without it, I, I don't know how I would... I don't know what my reality would be like if I wasn't able to piece things together utilizing this particular codex. Just like yours, I don't know what life would be like for you without cosmophysics. Yeah, I wonder sometimes, man. You know, because <laughs> I, I can't imagine my life not involving it, you know, not being involved in it. It has totally consumed, you know, my whole philosophy, man. You know, and and um, I don't. I still skeptically sit back and examine myself. 
You know, I'm like, I say to myself sometimes, is this just me, man, or is this so? That's what drove me to 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 investigate it to the extent that I have and keep investigating it to the extent that I do. Because, like, I'm like, am I just finding these correspondences, man? So, you know, because all I studied in the beginning was my chart. That was it. I wasn't concerned with you. I didn't care nothing about him. I didn't want to know about her. You know what I'm saying? I was I was concerned with what my chart had for me. And because I finally learned how to to gauge those numbers, the mathematical process of it, you know, that once that's unlocked, it's crazy. You know, one equals three hundred and sixty, basically. You know, in 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 the concept of numbers, every single mathematical equation deals with. One day equals 360 days, degrees, or, or minutes, or whatever, right? But anyway, that proportionate one in 360, uh, uh, that ratio right there being used, uh, dealing with the lunar cycle, the cycle of Mars, the cycle of Venus, or any other cycle that has a different number that you can implement into that one in 360, that, uh, brings about a harmonic that shows the alignment of the planets and the language that is used to decode them as the description of the reality of the time that you're looking at. So you know, when I saw that with my own chart, man, that was mind-blowing. You know, it, it just, can, you know, and it continues to blow my mind. Because, like, I'll see shit in my chart and be like, nah, it ain't going to be that. And, man, turn right around, that's just exactly what it is. You know, be kicking myself in the ass still to this day when I be trying to defy it out of some skepticism. You understand? You know what I'm talking about because we've had some personal discussion about that. Yeah. So <laughs> so then what it, what it drove me to do was go outside of my own personal cipher and contacting other people, man, when's your birthday? And let me do this same math on their birth chart on the same solar system, and let's see. And I was, you know, reading things for people by accident. You dig what I'm saying? I didn't, you know, like I said, yo, I'm looking at one of my comrades, Charles, and, you know, he knows me from a time when I didn't take any of this metaphysical shit serious at all. He knows me from a time where I had knowledge of astrology and was dissonant. Like, man, shit don't mean nothing. It ain't nothing, really. That's what I was saying. So he remembers that part of me, especially when I was with the Nation of Gods and Earths and did nothing matter but what I thought. You you understand what I'm saying? And, right. and, and, and so one day I'm reading his chart, and I'm like, yo, dog, you know, I, I just want to see if this shit is real. Is one of your sons in trouble, man? Well, you know, he's like, well, well no, nah, none of my sons are in trouble. He said, he said I just punched Nate Crow in his mouth yesterday, if that's what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You going me to send him away? He was like, yeah. I said, don't do it, man, because if you do, he might die. I said, but then again, you don't have to pay that no mind, because I don't really, I, at the time, I wasn't sure if I knew what I was reading. I said, that's what this planet says, that's what this planet says, and to me, that can only say that he dies. Well, eight, I said, you know, we got about two years to see it play itself out, you know, so if it gets, when it gets close to that, pull it back, man, pull him back. You don't, don't, don't send him away like that. Well, sure enough, shorty, when he got sent away, he said they sent him to New Jersey, and he got killed by the New Jersey State Police. So at that point, you know, and then some things occurred in my family and all of that. At that point, man, I just, you know, now I'm I'm not a believer. I'm I'm a total fanatic, okay? <laughs> Good cosmophysic fanatic, man. You know, I, I, my convictions is that it reveals what's going on down here. And no, it's not the cause, because you reach these conclusions, you know, by yourself. 
but you're acting on wave frequency that is occurring in your environment. And if you don't know the frequency you're dealing with, then you're liable to fall victim to the consequences that mishandling that frequency brings. And the right. best example is you don't know what fire is until you reach out and grab it. Once you know what fire is, then you can use it to build tools, you know what I'm saying? You can use it to make machinery, to cook your food, all that stuff. So it's the same thing with this with this planetary vibration, man. And it's, it, it behooves you to know what you're dealing with, to know your cycles. And if you, you look way back into ancient Kemet, which is the history as far back as we can go in terms of written documentation, but we got archaeological evidence that civilizations before that were using this science right here to bring their timelines into longevity, okay? Now, if, if, if kingdom A through Z did so a thousand years ago, and the present kingdoms that exist, like Great Britain, are, and it's popularly known that they use it, and they're successful in their undertakings, man, the sun doesn't set on the British Empire, right? We ain't even taking into account what their ethnicity is. So the fuck what? They are using this science to perpetuate the successful undertakings, man. And if, what right. makes you think you can't? And what makes you think it don't work? That's my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? For those who think, man, that stuff ain't real. It ain't real because you ain't got no knowledge, champ, of it. Mm-hmm. It ain't a reality to you because you ain't exposed yourself to all, the reality. Right. All, all the will, all the will to implement and test it. You know what I'm saying? If you're true and test it. Now, a lot of people, you know, when I'm out here and they see me and they're like, yo, man, yo, we love Cosmo, we love Cosmo physics, you know what I'm saying? You got a book on, on all that stuff the brother be talking about? Is that I, I want to read up on that eight-point placement. You know what I'm saying? Uh, can you speak on that? That seems to be your signature, man. Everybody that I know that applauds your work always speaks on... Uh, you know what I'm saying? That eighth house method? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, I want everybody to know you ain't going to find it in no book. It's something that, you know, if you play with, uh, if you play pool for 15 years, you're going to develop your own technique of, 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 of breaking right. the cue ball and knocking the eight ball in the hole. And that's the same thing with cosmophysics. If you use this science or any other discipline, you, you, you Kung Fu, you come up with your own technique, like Bruce Lee did, okay? You yeah. can't go to China and learn Jiu-Jitsu Kung Fu. You had to learn that straight from Bruce Lee, right? Well, it's the same thing with the A-Place method. And, you know, I'll elaborate on it to the degree that the A-Place is the phoenix factor. It is. Uh, it belongs to Scorpio. I am a Scorpio, but that ain't why, you know, I got it. It's, it, it, it's Scorpio is regeneration, Okay. So the place of Scorpio in anyone's chart represents where they will undergo the process of regeneration the most. And the places that Scorpio is indicative of, okay, which is the eighth cusp. So all of your regenerative scarring and, and serious overcoming pain and regenerative process, be they psychological, physical, uh, emotional, spiritual, or economic, or psychological, or any I-C-A-L-L-Y suffixed word you can imagine or fabricate will be designated by that point. 
And so, no, it's not in a book because I ain't wrote the book. I ain't finished writing it. You know, right. it's a work in progress, and I'm and I'm still working on that book. Everybody, like, yo, put out what you got so far. Well, I'm I don't want to put out a a a a, a seven volume work, man. I want to put it out all at one time. That's right. You know, I want it all in one volume. It will be called. It is called the Codex of Cosmophysics. If you know, you don't even have to be my friend on Facebook. So you know, I'm not even going to tell y'all to friend me on Facebook because if you're a friend of one of my friends. Or you got a computer, you can see my page. If you're friend, if you have a membership on Facebook at all, my face is my page is open to the public. You don't have to be my friend to comment. You don't have to be my friend to look through my photo album. So I got bits and pieces of it. The illustrations and the graphics, I put them on Facebook and other places on the web. Instagram. Now you want to be my friend and friend me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Because that's where I ain't got no much of a following at. I need help on Twitter. I need, I need help on Instagram. And um, that's where you go. You want to contact yeah. me now. Put, you put did? Put your handle out there. Yeah, put your handle out so they know how to, uh, you know, holler at you on those particular networks. Okay, on any one of them networks, I am Cosmophysics. C-O-Z-M-O-P-H-Y-Z-I-X. You know? That's me. Cosmophysics. Thing is, I discovered that the eighth place method <laughs> is the most physical rendering. It describes your physical, your physique. Okay. Now, based upon the, that, the fact that it describes your physique, then if it describes your physique accurately, it's going to describe the rest of you accurately. And when I say the rest of you, I mean mentally, emotionally, economically, socially, spiritually. It's going to describe you in every other way. If if the chart is is describing you mentally, but it's not describing you physically, something's wrong there. Because there's a continuum in reality that reality is real no matter where you find it. So it can't be yes for the mental aspect and no for the physical aspect. So And because I am of the mind, my philosophy, my spiritual bent, my religion, religious idea, is that what you are physically is what you are spiritually, which is why you get scars, karma, and and things of this nature. You, You must do something physically in order to get good or bad karma. So that spiritual reality, karma, is a result of your physical action. No. It's all spiritual. I don't consider myself a physical, a, a, a spiritual being having a physical uh, uh, experience. I am a spiritual being having a spiritual experience, man. Period. Mm. You know? I'm spiritual, mm. period. Having a spiritual experience, period, man. Period. You know? And because if Mars is in Aries in your chart or Mars is in the first house, then you will bear a cut on your face or head because the, the first house is uh, the head. Aries is the head, the face, and the first house is the head of the face. So if Mars is in that place, you will have a mark on your face. And if you don't have a scar on your head and never get one there, but you have a mark on your leg, then that means Mars is in the ninth place, no matter what sign it's in. So I will make that chart reflect your physique, which means I don't care what time of day you was born. You dig? And in the end, I used a progression formula that I had to tweak because the one that they put out there in public in books ain't shit. You'll never get an accurate prediction out of any one of them. 
And I know because I put them all to the test. And at, in the end, I had to get in my mathematical mode and find a mathematical formula that resulted in success for everyone. Now, it's not just success for me. It worked on me first. But now it works on everybody. And when I say everybody, I don't care who you bring me. No one is exempt from, from universal law. You know, any ass in the sun is going to sweat, man. I don't care what your nationality is, what your, what your ethnicity is. Meet me in the park on a sunny day, you know, and, and, and it's hot. You're going to sweat just from being there. You ain't got to do no push-ups. You ain't got to play ball. None of that, right? Because you're yeah. human. You're subject to these laws, right? And you, you're not going to jump in water and not be wet. You dig? I don't care what you think, what you believe in. You jump in a pool of water, your ass going to get wet. And so these rules are the same. Astrologically, because we're looking at universal law, so they shouldn't even call it astrology. Because number one, we, the only star we're using is the sun, and is, is planetary motion that we're looking at, and it's physical manifestation and experience and events and bio processes that we're using to match up that motion. Okay, but there's a the, the quotient I gave it up is is one equals three hundred and sixty. It's just that simple. One day equals one year. So one day is one degree of motion, one year is 360 degrees of motion. I don't care about the calendar being off by this many minutes or seconds. That shit means nothing. There are 360 degrees in a year. Whether it takes 365 days, 366 days, 367 days, 362 days, don't matter. It's 360 degrees, no matter how many days it takes. So if you understand that mathematical proportionary, then you can uh, attain a degree of measure to watch your life unfold. And my God, it is just terrible how, <laughs> how, uh, how, how accurate, how consistent. I mean, it never not works. See, whoever said you can't use two negatives and we're trying to dupe you out of your proper syntax because it never not works, man. No, brother, proper grammar would be it always works, yeah. Well, it never not works. And it's never not right. working. And the eighth place method is what I use to begin it. So, you know, the, if the eighth place method, ain't, if it doesn't concur with the eighth place method, it's not going to concur with the rest of my methods. Because every method is built on that. So, and, you know, astrologically, uh, you, you know, I say I teach cosmophysics. I don't teach astrology. Because astrology will teach you one day equals one year. Well, that means that one day being one degree, is that, they, that one day is not always one degree. You see what I'm saying? Some, what I mean by that is the, the, the sun, the earth moving around the sun in a 360-degree circle does not always move exactly one degree of space per 24-hour interval. During the spring, it moves one degree and one sixtieth of a degree, almost two sixtieths of a degree, or one thirty, one degree and one thirtieth. So the sun can move one degree and two minutes of arc in the wintertime. In the summertime, it can move point nine eight five six three two degrees, which means like fifty eight point something minutes, a fraction, a little bit less than a degree. So you know, if one day equals three hundred and sixty degrees, really. So if the earth moved uh, 0.98 degrees for the six months, first three months of your life, 
at that less than a degree for the first three months of your life, then that your whole lifetime is going to, we're going to gauge the sun by the rate of its motion. See, and then there's some astronomical study that you have to do. You know, life ain't easy. Life is simple, but living ain't easy. You understand? It's, it's complex. It's complicated. And it's the same thing. The truth is plain. You dig? The explanation is complicated. You know, the transference of that truth, the reception of it is a complex matter. So it's the same thing with cosmophysics. It's plain and simple, you know, one, one day motion equals 360 degrees. But it's not easy if you don't understand the rest of it. You're not going to do long division if you can't add, subtract, multiply, you know. You, you, you're not going to do algebra if you can't do, you know, all of the other evidentiary, uh, elementary components of math that go into doing an, an algorithm in algebra. And, and it's the same for trigonometry and calculus. You, if you can't add, subtract, multiply, divide, do fractions, geometry, you ain't doing no calculus, nigga. So don't come over here wasting my time trying to teach me calculus, but you don't want to learn how to count. You don't, you don't have to learn how to add, man. That's for babies. I want to learn calculus straight off the mat. You have to learn those elements first, you know, and it's the same thing in cosmophysics. So I really can't explain it to y'all in a language that you understand it because there's too much missing out of the equation. If I just start explaining how the A place is indicative, the plainest way I can say it is it indicates your scars. So where you have scars, the eighth place describes how that is. So if you don't know what time of day you're born, I just look to where there's a scar in the chart and put it on the eighth place. <laughs> and then whatever the ascendant results in being, that's your ascendant. And then I'll do the, the mathematical progression from that and find events in your life that you have to testify to because I ain't no fucking mind reader, right? And I'll line your chart up with that like a clock. Like, like I'm synchronizing my clock to the events in your life. You say this happened, well, I see this planetary alignment here, okay? You say it happened at the age of nine years and four months, so I set the chart up so that that would happen after the proportionary nine years and four months mark. And then we continue to roll the chart out, and we investigate, we look at that. And sure enough, as those planets align and collide and do all kinds of things in that chart, and the things they describe, so shall happen to you as above, so below. As they occurred in the heavens during those days, so shall it be manifest all of your time. Your time, T-I-M-E, nigga. For those of you who say time is an illusion, okay? Well, yesterday wasn't real then. You weren't here yesterday either. I'd be damned if you had here tomorrow. You didn't die. <laughs> Yesterday wasn't real, nigga. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you, but what you shit today? You didn't eat today. <laughs> you ate <Yeah>. that yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, the day before, is food. Uh, Time ain't uh, real. Yeah, you spontaneously so produce saliva, sweat, piss, and everything, huh? <laughs> Family that's on the line listening, I, I guess the brother, he did mention earlier that he will be open to do some demonstrations, so I'm sure if the family wants some, uh, some readings done, if you want to get yourself in tune with your own chart, you know what I'm saying, to find out what's going on in your life, especially during this time when the, the, timing, the timing is perfect to implement your will, get some things done. I'm sure you got some projects on the back burner, something you could dust off and resurrect and just... You know what I'm saying? Make it happen. You feel me? Just let it rip. So we will be taking some calls in a few moments. All right, 347 
is the call in number if you're listening on your computer and you want to interact and interface with tonight's guest, all right? So press one on your phone, and we will be uh, going to the phone line shortly to take some calls, okay? All right, now, uh, before we do that, is there anything that you want to inform the family about? You got anything upcoming? You know, I know you got a DVD out. Uh, is there going to be a uh, revised version that's going to be released? Any more lectures? Okay, let me, let, me, let me correct that. Yeah, let me, let me correct that. The DVD isn't out. Your brother A.A. A. Rashid is, is currently editing it for me. I wouldn't have nobody else in the world do it, all right? <laughs> Hello, that's my brother. And yeah, and I want to keep it in the family. Um, the DVD is a a, a a a recording of the lecture that I did at, at Polite's Bookstore in Chicago. Okay, and I'm also working on some uh, another lecture series here in Baltimore with in the fam with, with my fellow cosmophysician and conceptualist Reese uh, uh, um, Maurice Robertson. You know, Reese the astro conceptualist. All right. Um, and I'm going to put out a, a whole line of because I, the book, man, I'm not a writer, but I, I know my legacy. My chart indicates that I have to leave a body of information. So whether I do it, whether I ever get the book done or not, to my satisfaction, is, is neither here nor there, regardless of how thirsty everyone may be for it. I'm going to leave a record either on DVD, on tape, or whatever. So I'm going to, it's easier for me to express myself verbally and visually and graphically than it is for me to sit down and type, man, because I still don't know how to type, man. I've been on, I've been not without a keyboard or, or computer for the last 14 years, and I still can't type more than 60 words a minute, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, so, but at any rate, um, and I can't get much help from people who sign on to write for me, and, I, you know, I, I dictate it to them, and they write because they got their ulterior motives. People want to buy into it. They want to alter it. You know, I don't, want, I don't want nobody altering this science. You ain't did the work I did. Shut up and write, you know. And you know, I think you should say it like this. Now, I don't want to say it like that. I mean, I go through that too much. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I'm going to just do a lecture series. The, the, the DVD that, that, that uh, um, AA is working on, it should be out soon. I'm waiting for him. I'm not putting no pressure on him either, okay. you know, you dig? Yeah, and um, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'll be at, I'll be at kfox57radio.net, all right? I got my own radio station there, all right, which means I got 24 hours of broadcast, and I'm putting it together so that I can have some conscious brothers, maybe even not some conscious people, you know, just because I love hip-hop, and, you know, even though I, I love God-hop, I still love hip-hop too. I love gangster rap too. Kill it. You know, people talk about, man, how you, how you going to do that? That's, that's an oxymoron. No, it ain't. It's me liking hip-hop, period. Shut up. Okay? <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm put artists on there so they can sell their music because it's our people selling their music, man. Okay? You know, the message, you, you, they've been selling gangster movies for years. You don't see a whole bunch of uh, uh, Italians out there trying to be mafia boys. So it, it ain't the music that's, in, that's uh, 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 bringing the crime and the murder about. It, it doesn't promote it. Ain't nobody killed nobody because of no song. And if they said it did, that was their weak-ass defense they was trying to use in court, you know. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to be promoting anything that our people are doing that I feel is beneficial to all parties involved. You understand? And my, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that some of my students emerge to do their own shows because we'll be able to air them there. We don't have to deal with blog talk 
and their regulation and them having the rights over our stuff. We'll have our own rights, you know, and basically we'll be the sovereign of that space. And uh, the brother uh, Upgrade, find him on Facebook, by that name, Up Space Grade, you know, he owns a site. He's got brother uh, uh, AA has a page there, which we, which he can broadcast from 24 hours a day. And this is where I'm gonna be at. I'm going, you know, I'm putting together artwork. Y'all didn't know I was an artist. I've been telling you since I've been here. I'm putting some T-shirts together, you know, and and some other apparel, so that we're gonna be moving that on on my page too, right? But in the meantime, I'm just doing readings, okay? I'm gonna be doing readings for as long, cause that's my passion. I love to be able to forewarn a person. Of of uh, eminent danger, literally, be it be it material danger, or subjective. In other words, financial or to someone in their family. I love being able to help people out like that. So I'm doing readings. You can reach me at five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. I have a fee. I charge by the hour. You know, I'm expensive, man. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna charge your arm and leg, huh? Five. Six eight eight one. What is it again? Six nine nine two. Okay, I want to put five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. You can go to kfox fifty seven radio dot net and donate to the Academy of Cosmophysics on my page. Where my name is, you just click on my name. It goes right to my page. There's a a, a, a PayPal button there. I'm taking all donations, y'all, because I'm not going to stop trying to build the Academy of Cosmophysics. You, you better hope I don't hit the lottery for, for, for any great amount of money because we'll have it up in one day if I do. You see? That's right. You know, I'm not going to stop doing that because, you know, it's lonely, man. <laughs> I'm a lonely old crony, you know, with this, man. And I don't have nobody to talk to. So I teach my, my students and people that want to learn it so that I can relate to other people, man, because it's so consuming. And, and I thought it was just me. And, you know, and I still sometimes ask myself, is it just me? But everybody that learns it, that takes the time to learn it, gets so consumed with it. Because if you found a way to look at tomorrow's newspaper, you'd be looking at tomorrow forever. Okay. And right. that's what I'm doing, right? I got testimonies uh, from some of my clients on my company page. Uh, just look, put the Cosmocrat or spell C-O-Z-M-O-K-R-A-T or Cosmophysics, C-O-Z-M-O-P-H-Y-Z-I-X at, at Facebook, and you can read some testimonies. You can go to Twitter and look at my pictures. I got the, uh, a, 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 a screenshot, the testimony uh, uh, from, from some of my clients. A lot of my clients, most of them, don't even want to put testimony up there. You know, they're talking, you know, like, I don't want to put my business out there. Like, they can't give me a testimony without testifying. I mean, w- without testifying to what I told is beyond me. A lot of people don't want other, a lot of people don't want other people to know that they consult an astrologer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, I hate that. But I eat it up because, you know, I'm glad that they're coming to me because they're feeding me, man. This is what I do for a living. You know, I don't do anything else. I don't have another job, all right? <laughs> so it ain't like I can afford to give you an hour of my time. I'm just not doing that, man. I got to take care of my mom. She's sick. I got to feed myself, clothe myself, pay rent, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, don't take this announcement and my number as a means calling and asking me for no favors. 
okay? Because you ain't doing me none, really. You know, and I get that. Every time I promote myself and give my number out, I have 60 people, can you just help me out with this? I'm doing bad. I can't afford it. Well, too bad, man. What do you tell the newspaper? I mean, um, the, the, the grocer. What do, you, what do, you, do, you, do you ask them for free turkey or free soup? Do you ask your doctor? You pay that nigga, and he never, ever heals you, okay? I promise you a solution, okay, to your problem. You call me, all right? But you, you, you got to compensate me for my time because there's work involved, all right? And, and I'm passionate about that, and I, I'm more passionate about being accurate than anything else. So, basically, you take that information, and you can reach me, and I'll give you a reading like you ain't never had. And I can read anybody you bring, their, uh, their birthday and the knowledge of their wounds. I can read them. Okay. But the wounds that I'm looking for particularly are the ones that occurred before you gained mastery over your limbs and over the energy that you use from day to day. So that's usually before the age of 15. By the age of 15, you got it all down pat. If you're going to be a runner, you start running. You're, you're already a runner by that time. If you're going to be a, a writer, you've been writing by that time. So I need the first 15 years of life. You got a good memory of that or good uh, uh, set dates for, for injuries and, and other life processes. Right, like the death of other family members or the birth of other family members or gains and activities. Like I moved. We moved from New York to North Carolina when I was nine years old in the month of June. Stuff like that. Okay, I could use that to align the motion of this other planets from your birthday to find the hour you were born, and we can continue to roll that chart out, and it will show you your life. Okay? It will show you what you have to deal with in life and what you will have to confront. It doesn't tell me what choices you're going to make. See, that, that yeah. is, yeah, see, so when people oh, are like, man, I don't believe in the stars. You believe the stars cause it? No, nigga, I don't believe the stars cause it. Stop asking me that stupid-ass question. Does the, does the sun make you get up and go play basketball in it? No, but you choose sunny days to do that, right? Okay, so you use that energy at your own. You have to know when that energy is most available to you because it's not sunny every day, is it? So your chart indicates what your quote-unquote symbolic sunny days are, even when it's raining. You know, if, if you got a money day on a rainy day, you're still getting money, right? So, and the chart will show you when these opportunities come, and it's on you to act on them or on you to refrain from acting on those days. Right. <clears throat> Give me one second. Family, 347-637-2135. Y'all call in. All right, we got like two minutes remaining to the live stream. Uh, let's go to the phone line, knock some of these callers out. 347-637-2135, y'all. Let me go to 780-780-218-780. Family, peace. Peace. I could barely oh. hear you, Lord. Is this better? Yes, it is. Peace to you, brother. Are you guys Peace doing? to you, bro. What's the science, man? Hey. Good to hear from you, man. Um... Yeah, we haven't talked for a bit, but I had a consultation with you a few years back, and uh, you know it didn't. You gotta speak up, bro. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, yeah. You stay close to the phone like that, or speak louder. Yeah, like that. And my earphones on. Maybe this will be better. Oh no, that is much better. 
Yeah, so I was saying, I haven't spoke to you for a while. You know, I had a consultation with you a couple of years back, and uh, it did me wonder, man. You know, I was at a point where I was kind of a crossroad, you know, regarding a few different things in my life, and I never took the time to, to let you know uh, how helpful it was, you know what I mean, the insight you gave me at that time. So Okay, well, you know something, you man, it, it doesn't even make a difference. I'm glad that it assisted you. That means I got some karma. And, and part of that, I don't remember. I'm sitting here struggling to remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. Yeah. Um, I I just had a, a quick question. I don't know if I should do this now live or, you know, just kind of call you, you know, some other time and do this. Well, it depends, on the, the, it depends really on the degree of work. So go ahead and ask the question, and I'll let you know if I can, if I can accomplish it in two minutes and I ain't got no problem doing it. Stuff like that is what I don't mind doing for people because if it only takes two minutes, I can give you that. But if it requires a large degree of calculation, then, man, you know, that's going to take us a minute. So uh, ask the okay. question. All right. Well, I just wanted to see in my chart or, you know, in, in the near future, if there's anything that was coming up dealing with relationship, period, you know. Okay. When, uh, when's your birthday? February 10, 83. That's my father's birthday, and I do have a couple clients born on that day. I know. Still, you told me do that you remember the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you remember the time of day that we rectified your chart to, or did the time that you gave me, did it did it coincide with, with, with the chart? In other words, yes, what did. time of day? If Did I change it? And if I did, do you remember it? No, you didn't change it. It coincided to 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. 5 a.m. All right. Okay, so you are Sag rising, all right? Which uh, Jupiter is going to enter Leo. That's your ninth. Well, I can't say. Let me see. And your Venus is in Pisces. So you got like, uh, for a very seriously longevity existing relationship, when, when Jupiter enters Virgo, that's the seventh house of your Venus, that's ideal for relationships. Right now, Jupiter's in, in Cancer. Your Venus, when you was born, being in Pisces, anything, anytime the sun is in uh, Cancer or Scorpio. In other words, between June the 23rd of any year and, uh, let's say, August the 22nd, between October the 23rd, I mean, we actually act after October 27th, all right, because you got Saturn on uh, Saturn Day. Uh, every year on October the 25th. So after that, after after October the 27th until November the uh, 23rd, and and particularly when the uh, February the 19th to like March the 19th, um, though these are good times and good periods for the pursuit of romance and or financial venture. Okay, mm-hmm. because this is the time when the sun trines Venus. Now, to get more, you have more opportunities than that, but I would have to progress your chart. You know that. that and you know mm-hmm. that process takes a few minutes, and we can't give you all that time today, right? But mm-hmm. uh, that brief synopsis gave you a, a solar indication as to when a good time for pursuit of relationships exists, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, oh, well, you do have the sun in Aquarius, so and Jupiter is about to enter uh, this month. It's going to enter Leo, your, your solar seventh. So, no, this month for the next year, you have opportunity. But you be, you have to guard your uh, your desires and your motive 
in that relationship. And don't let it be sexually based, dog, because Saturn is in Scorpio squaring your son, right? And any relationships that are built on self-gratification, be they sexual, financial, or otherwise, are not advisable at this time. You ain't going to have much uh, success with that. Mm, I see. Yeah, so don't let it be just because you ain't having sex right now that you need a uh, partner, dog. You dig? And don't let it yeah. be for uh, physical gratification or material gain, you know. Make it be because you, you're seeking a serious spiritual union because that that is the nature of Aquarius to, to, to be truly humane. And because you have Saturn and Scorpio conjunct Pluto, yeah, I know you, you're on sexual hiatus right now, champ. <laughs> Yeah. Then you see, that's why yeah. I like with Raku, man. He give it to you raw, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, Saturn puts a restriction on things. Scorpio does at his basis level with, with sexual gratification. So, and because Pluto is there, your, your desire is intense as a motherfucker. And since, like, October, November of 2012, it's been downhill with that regard. It's going to be like that, basically, until uh, the uh, September of 2015. And... What that is is the the universe showing you that your spiritual development right now depends on the pursuit of other things other than physical gratification. Mm-hmm. There's other aspects of yourself that you need to be working on, in other words, mm-hmm. other than your lusts and desires, man. Mm-hmm. And that's well, one of the hardest things for someone who grew up in this society, in this culture, to deal with when we are encouraged from the fucking crib. To chase pussy, mm-hmm. man. Get that yeah. ass, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, and, and I put it in that term because, you know, I don't care how vulgar it seems to people. I, I'm, I'm here to give you the truth. And that's really because you got sad in the Scorpio. That's your lifelong struggle. You, got mm-hmm. real, you have a very strong battle with your desires, man. Not mm-hmm. only on a, on a sexual level, emotionally, man, you get depressed as fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think self-destructively, too, but I don't even want to get into all that. Mhm. Mhm. All right, that's what's up. Could you remind me of the number, man? Uh, for, for yeah, five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. Eight one six nine nine two. Five one six. Yeah. Eight eight one. Mhm. Six nine nine two. All right, God. I'll, I'll definitely give you a shout sometime soon here. You know, and we can get in depth Okay our conversation here, alright And all right. uh, for the pills, man how, how, are you, how are you, man? All is well, brother All is well yeah. up there? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. You know, That's good, man That's good Keep You know? Yeah Yeah Focusing on Continuously bringing these shows To the family and, uh, you know, protecting myself as a person, as well as taking care of my babies, which is these companies. That's All right. What's up, brother? That's what's up, man. I, I respect that. I just want you to know, man, you're reaching globally right now. I'm calling all the way from Canada, you know, and uh, I'm tuning in, man. Uh, and not myself, but a lot of brothers are here. Oh, you know oh, 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 I remember who this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Canada, okay. Your name again with an E, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got, man, wow, where you been at, man? 
<laughs> just out there, man, do my thing, man. No, but, I'm going to tell you, I got into some <laughs> trouble, man, and, and, and yeah. I had to take a hiatus for four months. So that's yeah. where if you called me in the in, in December, yeah. December, yeah. January, couldn't get through, that's why. But my number yeah. ain't changed, bro. It's been the same right. for the last eight years or so. All right. Well, I'll definitely yeah. give you a call, man, and we'll, we'll we'll build further on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Give me a ring, uh, man. Ain't that something? It, I remember you to death now. Yeah, I know who uh, you are. We got to finish some classes, man. Yeah, we do, brother. We do. And, uh, and Peel, man, um, you know, I can't wait for, for my order to get here, man. You know what I mean? And uh, just, you know, really excited about it, man. Just been seeing you with, with the gears, you know what I mean? With, uh, I love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's looking forward to see it, man. All the yeah, all the same. Ah, so, sounds good, brother. All right, man, I'll let you guys be, and you guys take care, man. Peace. Peace. All right, brother. Peace. Oh, they letting the cannons off. Now it's 9 o'clock out here in Los Angeles. God damn. This ain't the thing dope. All let me finish up this show so I can get out in the middle of it all. You know, that's Scorpio on me. Call from 917 Lord, if they ain't there, we you know they taking uh, they taking out time from people that can get it, you know. Now, let's go to the next caller. We're gonna go to nine oh nine nine oh nine two nine two nine oh nine two nine two caller, please. How you doing, Kyle? Um I just want to get a general uh, assessment um, as the brother just did right now. I've never had one done before. All right, what time, when's your birthday, Lord? Five nineteen eighty two. All right, hold, hold any questions, right? Because I want to see if we can get this here without you even busting off. Which, uh, what time of day was you born? Um, I think it was early in the morning, real early. Okay, like, bro. You know that's a early in the morning is between twelve and sunrise, right? Yeah. So, uh, the sun being in Taurus, you got to either be uh, uh, cat. Aquarius, Pisces rising. You, what part of your body had an issue, man? In other words, in the first 15 years of your life, you got any scars, wounds, any injuries yeah. that require medical attention at any time? Sinus, allergies, or headaches regularly? I ain't got no uh, current um, medical issues, but I do got scars on my body. I, um, I got okay, one look, I, it doesn't. I don't want the current. I want oh. what, the first 15 years of your life. Like, you ever break a hand, injure your arm, cut, stitches, anything? I need to know what part of the body, not necessarily the nature my, of the injury. My right side. My right side broke my, broke my arm on my right side. My scars on my right side. You're right. Okay. Uh, and your mercury receives a bad aspect from a Ronald, so you're going to break your arm no matter what time of day you was born. <laughs> okay. I need something else. Uh, do you, uh, uh, um... Other than that scar on your arm, like anything internal, like like sinus allergies or headaches, like sore throats, like uh, in, yeah, I got, in, in I got allergies. I got allergies. I got allergies. Sinus allergies, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. It, 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 it correlated with my wounds, though. You I see, got, you, uh, you, got, you wouldn't call a sinus allergy a healing process or a wound. But the fact that you experience any discomfort is your body trying to heal itself from whatever is causing that discomfort, okay? So, you know, we got you. Uh, you're pretty forward-speaking person, man. You have a high enthusiasm for gaining, for getting money, okay? Even though you hate to have to work, have to, have to get out of bed and go to work, man. You, being on other people's time schedule, that's not your thing. But you will do it to death, man. And um, you learn quick as shit. You, you grasp concepts quickly, you put it like that, all right? Um, 2000 and, how can I say this? 2010 and 2012 was like a real challenge to your, um, financial stability and or, and or, uh, morals and in, in relationships. You had to learn a lot about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I lost my, um, I lost my grandfather and my grandmother. Yeah, it was hard times. Yeah, you're right. Okay, um... But things things looking up pretty good uh, last June. Last summer, things started looking up really good, right? You, you travel more. The ability to expand your base of operations occurred, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, shoot your question. Um, how I'm looking in the future, just, just just generally. I'm not looking toward relationships, just just in my finances thriving. Am I, you know what I'm saying, don't have any hardships. Okay, well, I can tell you like this here. Um... You have at your disposal, like, for the next couple of weeks, right, like, really for the last year, okay, you, you ask future, but what I'm about to give you is based upon opportunities you had for the last year, okay? You have the North Node in Cancer, which means, you know, a desire. You, you, you ever thought about your own business, restaurant, or hospitality? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you had opportunities at that time were ripe, or times were ripe, if people didn't present them to you, you know, uh, last, throughout the course of last year. Now, Jupiter is moving into your 12th place. So there's internal work and spiritual work, we, we could call that. So it, sometimes it takes the form of spiritual work, but sometimes it takes a, a reassessment of the way you think, your values, your morals, and, and those terms, your mentality, and a restructuring of that to to be wider, like to children or to love and things of this nature. You have some work with that regard to do. And it's, it's internal. It's unseen. It's not so evident. Uh, it's subjective, right? This needs to occur because Jupiter moving into that sector indicates that's where the most benefit, where you benefit the most from that type of activity, all right? Um, in terms of uh, uh, what, you be, what you're going through presently, You've had to, like, destroy old ways of thinking and rebuild new strategies and, and modes of expression in order to maintain strong social links. And the, uh, the next challenge that you'll be dealing with uh, will start, like, in, in the fall of, of next year. And it will deal with your domestic situation. So in other words, if you plan on relocating next year, you're going to have some challenges involved with that. So you, whatever economic structure or plan you got to put together, you have to make sure that it's solid this year. Don't wait till next year or you're going to have to, you're going to find yourself in a rut for two and a half years, dealing with energy that is undesirable, trying to make that move. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. All right, Paul, is that it? That's it, brother. I want to, uh, you know, let the other callers get their get they time. And thank you, brother. You're right on point. Thank you, brother. Hotel. Hotel. All right, brother. Please, hotel. 
Let's go to Carla. <clears throat> Hold on. Oh, this Mars and this is that. Huh? Yeah, you know it. Hmm. Are they going in? Yeah, let me go to a uh, caller from the 
Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the reason why I'm easily able, because it's plain and simple for those of you. See, anybody can Google it. Saturn opposed the midheaven. That's what she's going through, okay? So, and because that is, you know, getting a job that, that you, know, you ever work as a cashier or with fun? Yeah, but that was um, my last job. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, right. Now, you got Chiron and Taurus. So the, this this two-and-a-half-year period, really three-year period, starting in, in October of 2012, which will last until September of 2015, is a time for you to learn how to deal with not having the ends and being able to make ends meet. That's why you can't do that right now. You're supposed to learn how to, you know, people say, well, yeah, I can overcome that. You, you, but not without learning how to deal with it. Okay, you, you that's, and that's what this period is. You, you're, you're here. You're, this period you're here in right now is put upon you so that you can learn how to make the most out of what little you're getting. That's your wow. lesson right now. Okay, so and how to get more. So <clears throat> the the thing is, let me see the sun now. You're an Aries. You know, you're used to everything fast now. As soon as I ask for it, I should have it type of thing, okay? And because that's in the ninth place, you got serious lessons to learn with being hasty, uh, impulsive, uh, wanting everything fast. So you're going to have to put together a plan of execution. And depending upon others to make that reality, make that a reality for you is not going to work at this time. Okay. I'm going to keep it short like that. So wait, so you said I'm not I'm I'm gonna be like in this situation till twenty fifteen, you said? No, I'm saying you're gonna be dealing with that energy for till twenty fifteen. Oh. You can get okay. out the water, but you're gonna have to do what you gotta do. You're gonna have to swim to get out the water. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna come and yank you out. All right, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Ain't no ain't no shining prince and shining armor gonna come along and rescue you. Get your shit in gear. And get the fuck out of there is what I'm saying. <laughs> Put that work in, Ma. You got some work to do. All right. All right. I've been doing it. Things are looking good, so I'm 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 glad to know that though, because I thought something else was going on, but you kind of gave me some clarification about that. So thank you. Okay, confirmation or information is all the same to me. <clears throat> You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Carla. Make sure Thank that you, you check the off. I've, I've got a whole bunch of shows in there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. You have a hold, hold. Don't let don't let her go so go go so quickly. You have a little girl? No, I don't have any children. You don't have any children? Okay. Well, when Saturn moves, he's gonna move into your fifth house next, right? And you have the moon there and Neptune, which points to opportunities, pregnancy, and or delivery of children. Okay? But that's, a, that's after 2015, so we're looking at 2016 to 2018 with that regard. Okay. okay? And if that's too far in the future, I guess that's too far. But anyway, since you don't have a child yet, then what I'm looking at would don't pertain to your situation right now. Right, very well. <laughs> wow. You know, I bet you though. Listen, I bet you though that first child gonna be a girl. So when it, when it happens, you be sure to call in and let everybody know that I that I said it correctly and it's on record. Okay. Okay. Wow. 
I'm gonna have to call you because that was that was freaky right there. Because I was gonna ask you about that, but I just decided not to. But well, that's next, you know. And people usually do consider what's coming next. You know, that's why I, you know, I be telling people, you got intuition, you just don't know it. And they'd be like, why? Because the questions you asking me, you're really reading your own chart. You know, you do you address this? The next thing to address is this, and that's that's how cosmophysics, aka astrology, you know, um. It, it reveals the life pattern and universally, you know. Okay. Pertains to everybody, in other words. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Paula. You're welcome. Absolutely. All right, we got one more hand up. You know what I'm saying? I, I know. Oh, hell is wrong with me. It's a bunch more hands up. My bad. Let's go to the 804, 804 837 Peace. Peace. Hi. Greetings to everybody. Peace. Hi. Greetings to you, too. Um, um, my birth date is August the 9th, 59. I knew you were a Leo. I knew you were a Leo. <laughs> you sound like um, 89 or 79? 59. Fifty? Yeah, fifty-nine. Okay, I just you know uh, because there's a there's a little bit of static, and I wanted to be sure that it wasn't sixty. Woo! I can see already just from the day you was born, you have a very strong sense of willpower. You believe in eliminating mm. problems too. Ambitious as hell at work, you work your fingers to the bone, and get angry when you don't get the recognition you're supposed to get for it. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, I don't know what house that's in. So let's deal. What time of day was you born? Do you know? 5.34 a.m. Oh, you double, Leo. Crazy willful. Will not be controlled either, okay? Um, you, you had some serious independent issues to overcome in relationships, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess you can classify that as that. Mhm. Mhm. Um, let me see what else here. High energy for money. Uh, uh, uh. You know, you're never too tired to get up and go get it. So go get her. And um, woo, tact and and diplomacy. That's your strong suit. You had to learn how to share, uh, emotionally as well as materially. You know. But unless it may have been forced on you because you got Mars there a lot and Venus and forced on you through your relationships too. Some very harsh speaking men here, you know, you've had to deal with. Well, um, what can I help you with? Career. I want to know where should I be. Do you ever dealt with clothing or retail? Mm, uh, yeah, but not clothing from aspects of retail. Okay, well, it deals with buying and selling and uh, strategy like that. But you're, you should be self-employed. You have the mid-heaven in Aries, you know, because as well as you execute your uh, uh, your work, you don't like taking orders, you know, and that's for a reason. You don't like taking orders because you're supposed to be self-driven. You owe, you know, you owe, you got crazy motivation to motivate yourself to accomplish what you want, and you really have a problem understanding why other people don't have it. I mean, I, I can do it. Why can't you? You know, <laughs> but you've been giving that energy to an abundant degree. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, the midheaven in Aries means that you, you you have to be independent in order to be to feel successful, you know? And because the, the, the dispositor that is in Virgo, I, I thought about clothing, but Virgo also talks about other things, too. It deals with nutrition, uh, uh, foods, health, okay? So opening a gym or being a... a a trainer or uh, running a business that provides this service for people or some other type of service that deals with uh, the promotion of the health and or cleaning or hygiene or, you know, you might want to de- develop your own soap and sell it because that's what Virgo represents, okay? Um, it has everything to do with assistance or uh, and care as well, assisting others in their endeavors, like being the middle agent. So, you know, any line of work that deals with anything I just described would suit you, and it would, would provide you with a financial means, a very strong financial means, because Venus is there, okay? I know you have a very strong fashion sense, even if you didn't, if it wasn't into selling clothes. You, you, you put a lot of money into your wardrobe at one point in your life. Probably. But there's blockages there in my career. Do you see anything um, about that? Yeah, well, you have Saturn running through the same thing that they, a young lady had that just got off the phone with us. You have Saturn running through your fourth place. Your fourth place is Scorpio, and that opposes your place of career. So you're at a, at a, at a place here in life where you, you have to put your nose to the grind, do other tasks and work that isn't that pleasant, that might be, uh, how can I say, drudgery, you know, to you. And this is what you're going to have to persevere to get out of the rut that you're in. And and this is gonna this is gonna last a little bit past September of of uh, uh, 2015 because your fourth house doesn't end uh, at the en- at the end of Scorpio. It ends uh, uh, in the first deacon of Sag. So there's going to be some issues with expansion, transportation, or relocation at, at the end of this period, which manifests itself at the end of 2015. That energy is going to be right for that. So there are things that you have to, like, you've dissolved already, okay? You've had no choice but to dissolve them, you know, and to, in order to reach any form of resolution, you either either by abandoning that mode of thinking or that mode of action or by literally abandoning properties or, or belongings and possessions, okay? And that, that, and Saturn is blockages and obstacles. But it, they aren't permanent. These are obstacles and blockages that you have to work hard to get over. That's what Saturn points to. So you're in a period right now because Saturn opposes the sign of money in the place of career. Your, your own business is like out of the question at this very moment because there's not the money for that. And the relocation is out of the question because there's no money for that, okay? And some transportation issues, right? Gosh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because, no, because you got Jupiter there. Jupiter points to transportation. So these are your challenges. The creator or the universe, you know, is telling you this is where your challenge is going to be. Now, be the badass I made you to be and get over these things. Get through these things, you know. And resourceful you are. You come up with strategy immediately. The thing is, staying with it without suddenly changing your will. You know, you got to stay resolved. Get your plan in order and stick to it regardless of how redundant. And, and, and pull yourself up out that pit. 
because it's going it's going to be uncomfortable, you know. But it's something that has to be done, and it's not something you can just throw on the back burner. Well, I can just wait until 2015 till Saturn leaves. No, it doesn't work like that because debts don't go away. You know, your obligations don't disappear. Responsibilities don't dissolve. Right, right. All right, well, that's definitely the way it's been working. Accuracy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Carla. You're welcome. Indeed. Let's go to a uh, caller from 720-720-300. Give me one second. My um, my cue is acting stuck for a second. All right, seven two zero three hundred. Call it, please. Hello, how are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. Greetings, That's good. I was calling um, because I've never called in before. I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and I never called in. But um, my birthday is July fifth. It's tomorrow, um, nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, hold on a second. I'll get in there. Wow. See, here goes a subject that I, that I seek to examine. You usually get your way, don't you? Um, um. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's, that's that old sun and, and close to the 14th degree of cancer that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. But I need 10 more like you <laughs> before I run with it. I, I, um, what time of day? Do you know? Um, I think it was like 2 or 3. It was early in the morning. 2 or 3, so let's look at 2.30 a.m. In the morning, yeah. All right, um, you ever have an issue or a pain uh, or injury in your hip, sciatic nerve, your thigh, or your pelvic region? Um... No, no, it doesn't take so. that long to think about. Evidently, no, we can't use that time. No. What about your knee, your teeth, or your knees? My knee, yeah, I have a couple of scars on my knees from when I was younger. There you go. So we're gonna have to add. I'm gonna have to add a little bit of time to this. Now, mind you, people, I asked for a time of birth. See, she wasn't sure if it was two or three, right? So that whole hour puts it into the next time. So, you know, when I ask for a time, I want a time. You know, 1,400, I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking for everybody that's going to be coming after, mm-hmm. right? There's 1,440 minutes in a day, okay? And the signs aren't even evenly distributed. So people say in the morning, man, you just chopped the day in half. That's all you did. So now i got to look at 720 minutes. And that's too much time. We don't have that much time here. <laughs> so if you can get it within an hour, then you narrow it down. And if it's accurate, we can we'll determine that by by the injuries, scars, or whatever. That'll show me how close or far from the time of birth you give you are. So now that that was just a demonstration, explanation. Oh, you love to write and talk and communicate, man. It is a problem if your partner don't answer the phone. Most definitely, nigga. When I call, answer that. Answer that. What were you doing? Okay. And um, you very good at concealing your anger. Don't mean you don't get angry. Okay. With your ultra-sensitive self. Now, what you want to know, Mama? 
Um, right now, it seems like I've been in, um, like, the past couple months, I've been, like, in a stoop, it feels like, and I just want to know. Um, you having problems with employment, work, or are you highly dissatisfied with your job and routine right now? Uh, no, not with work right now. Like, I'm having a lot of transportation issues, and then um, probably with my um, with my living situation. Okay, well, I can tell you like this here, all right? You got a, a opposition. You, you Things should be looking pretty good for like the last month in terms of your financial situation or romantic situation, okay? But Saturn is in opposition to your transportation planet, and you have Saturn in the mm-hmm. sign of transportation. So, you know, buying a car, getting a new car, that's going to be an issue for like, and it's just starting now. It's going to be an issue for like two years. So if you buy a car, you, you probably have, make sure that it's, it's a good running car, okay, because don't get no lemons. If you're going to be traveling or relocating, then make sure the vehicle or the mean by which you travel is, is sound and, and, and reliable because those main challenges you have in life deal with are travel and relocation. You got Saturn in, in Sagittarius with Uranus there, so certain decisions to pick up and move uh, uh, aren't going to be wise during that time. And it was an issue with your education, right? With, with college, you didn't finish that? Mm-hmm. You dropped out, yeah. No. Okay, because Sagittarius yeah. points yeah, Sagittarius points to higher education. See, people don't really make that, well, what's, what's transportation got to do with higher education? Because, man, an educated mind goes further, really, literally. I mean, <laughs> and going further is so immaterially as it is materially. So, you know, and back in the day when this science was formulated, they knew that men that were traveled also were more educated as to the nature of the folks and culture. So it's the same thing. That's why going away to school and all that other stuff. Had you stayed home and decided to go to school, it would have been a lot easier than going to school out of state, regardless of the situation that you were in at home that made you want to get out the house. You understand what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Transportation is going to be an issue right now, but um, you're going to have to pinch by pinch save. Uh, uh, and if your car is giving you problems, then 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 get the fluid. So it's got to either be with the. Uh, uh, do you own a car? Yeah, I have a car. I was just in an accident, and it's just um, hasn't been repaired yet. Yeah, okay. Is there, is there something wrong with the, the that which holds the fluid? There is more than one fluid in the car. So, you know, you got antifreeze, you got water, you got oil. So it's all in that area. It's something to deal with the liquid mm-hmm. in there, right? Yeah. yeah. Overheating and all that other stuff going on with your car? Um, No, I don't think so. I, I, he just said it was something with the, um, the radiator and then some air cooler. I don't really know. Yeah, okay. Well, that would be overheating if it, if the cooler is a problem, you know, be prone oh, okay. to do that. But anyway, I'm not a mechanic, so it don't matter. Um, you know, it's going to put you in a financial rut most definitely, you know. So you like, when is that going to be resolved? You have to take the steps to get your new vehicle or getting that vehicle repaired. Okay. And um, so if I wanted to give you a call to, um, like, get, more a more detailed um review Analysis. or whatever. Yeah. Um oh how much do you say you charge about an hour? Is there a flat? Yeah, fee I charge hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Okay. And, and the reading generally doesn't take more. 
What you need, you will get in that hour. Some people don't get all that they want because they want to know about their kid, their husband, their grandmother, their mother. You know, I can't hit everybody in that hour. You know, I can hit you and your mate in that hour or you and your mate situation. I can hit that. I can hit you and your finances in that hour. You and your child in that hour. But you, you add more people to the mix, it's going to take more than one hour. Okay, no, I would just want me anyway, so that's fine. Okay. I charge $150. Okay, and do I have any other All you need to do is call me, right? You got a pen? Okay. Um, yeah, I think I have your number, so 516-881-6992. Yes, ma'am. Five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. Okay. okay. Uh, I think that was my only question. Okay. Very well. Super private. Thank you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Hello. I'm still here. Yes. Thank you, caller. You know, everybody I ever read, everybody I ever read that had Mars in the 10th house in a a water sign, they're not into discussing their problems in public with nobody. So, you know, the fact that she even wants a reading is is, is good for me. It's it's strong, you know, that she would even take that step. But she's a very private individual. Yes, I get that feeling. (laughs) Take the last caller from the night. Let's take the last caller from the night. That's caller from 818-818-430. You know what I mean? You know, she's very soft-spoken and seems like a, uh, uh, an introvert. Yo, peace, peace. Peace. Peace, Lord. All right, how you guys doing? How you doing, Rob? Cool. I'm doing all right, man, you know. I mean, things could be better. They could be worse. But I'm undergoing a, 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 a Saturn transit right now to my son, my Neptune, my Mercury, and uh, you want to really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I ain't exempt to these just because I can understand how long they last. That <laughs> doesn't exempt me at all, you know. Okay. But, okay. but I, ain't I, don't know what, I don't know what transit I'm going through, but I'm about to find out a little something, huh? Yeah, indeed. When's your birthday? My birthday is uh, 3-17-68. Three seventeen sixty eight. You got time of day for me? Yeah, uh two fourteen PM. <clears throat> and 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 lifestyle and career. Problems in love and, and, and responsibility is the issue here now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturn going through your fourth house, fifth sign, man. But your living mate is absconded. She gone. Y'all broke up, or is it that you just without a mate right now? <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's over with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, man. I'm gonna tell you what your issue is, man. Cause you're the Cancer rising, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you overprotective, overpossessive, man. But only after you get emotionally attached. Now, if you could just keep that in check when you get emotionally attached, things won't be so rocky. That's your contribution. I don't know what she was doing because I don't have her chart here, okay? But, you know, yeah. 
And, you know, do you, you have a, a strong, sensitive sense of compassion, all right? But you have yeah. to, you know, let it out, man. Don't conceal it under that hard-ass shell, man. Hard rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to be more sensitive. Can't use the cancer rise and you're a Pisces. But you progress to Aries. So that means, you know, you through through the trial and error and the betrayal that you've experienced in relationships, that doesn't turn you into a hard-ass nigga, man. Get up out yeah. that rut. You hold resentment too, man. Let that shit go. If you want it to get better, or you're going to keep repeating the same cycle. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. Man, you get all that shit right on the head, bro. Yeah. Well, it's not hard, man. I mean, really, I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Plus, you in my generation, and you got planets right, right where I got them at. I'm a Cancer rising. See, but you a Pisces. I'm a Scorpio. Difference, right? But you, mm. you, you know, our, our, our avatars come from the same tribe, so I understand. Mm. You, and then you got the moon right where I got the sun, which means that you know you ego, egotistically emotional. You know, you only get emotional when your ego involved. Well, if you learn how to. Put, take your ego and treat him like your like your fucking German Shepherd and put him in the backyard. Then mm. you, you the, the emotional strain that bring up that bring forth resentment and from the feeling of betrayal will will not overpower your discretionary mind. You understand mm. that? Mm-hmm. So what you so what you see as far as finances go? As far as what? Finance. Fi- finance. Well, you, I know you've had some serious lessons. You done blew some money, man. In your lifetime, man. You done ran through or fucked up some money. Because you got Jupiter there. Because it come easy, go easy. You know? Yeah. And you you put your money into travel or transportation. You know, you like expensive cars or big cars. You know what I'm saying? The, um, as far as finances go, your finances are about to pick up. You know, after this month, opportunities to improve your financial situation will increase and abound. That doesn't mean, man, that you can spend like crazy. Because it ain't right. going to stay like that. Nothing's constant. You understand? Mm-hmm. Jupiter about to enter your second house, or the second sign. It's going to be in your first house, right? But it, it's going into your first house now. It's conjunct your ascendant. So opportunities for travel and expansion should have been hitting you, like, for the last couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or the mm-hmm. people that would enable such should be coming into your realm at about this time. You understand? Yeah. But the, and, and, the thing and, and, is, and, and, once it starts... Huh? No, it's the end it is. You, you hit that on the head, too. Yeah. Okay, now, so what what that indicates is opportunity. But, see, everybody thinks that Jupiter, because it's so plentiful, that it's going to last forever. Oh, man, I got it like the feds, and it's happening. You have to look at this like it ain't like it ain't going to stay. You have to right. do everything in your power to make it consistent, because Jupiter's only going to be in your money sign for the next year, for a year, mm. 13 months at the most, mm-hmm. okay? So don't get it and then blow it and then say, well, I can do that again because it don't work like that. Jupiter will be in your third place then, so you should do the right thing with it so it will benefit you as it moves, uh, as it moves along. Discipline with spending and, uh, and acquisition is what you need to learn because you've experienced a sudden upheaval. Loss of machinery and or technology. So you, you ain't real good with computers, huh? Keeping them or phones or keeping them, right? You, you go through them. You go through them shits like it ain't nothing, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So learning how to handle those things, you know, 
uh, you know, you passed the age of reckless driving, so you should be past the age of reckless behavior. Some of this I ain't got to tell you. You know, but right. <laughs> yeah, man, man, you get all this shit on the head, bro. Like you're my twin or something. No, I'm a move. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is this what keeps me going too. That's what I love about this here. You know, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, okay. That's what's up, bro. Say, so I'm end up getting, I'm end up getting you a call sometime in the future, man. What I'm gonna do is uh, you know, refer back to the show. Say the number a couple of times. I'm gonna get the number off of there, and uh, okay. I'm gonna end up getting. I'm gonna end up getting at you. Well, I you believe you. Huh? He <laughs> said you get, get the number, number now. Five one six. No, 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 no. I mean, you I'm okay with the number then. You know, I'm trying to save a little time. I don't spit it. Oh, five one six eight eight one six nine nine two. You know, to, and and also, man, um. Just some things I just would not say over the air, okay? You right. know, you got Mars and Saturn conjunct all the way up in the tenth house, man. You 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 don't get along with your employers very well, do you? Mm, no, no, not too good. Yeah, you know, hey, especially when they deal with time-consuming tasks and things of this nature. You know, you you got lessons to learn, man. About uh, how can I say? miserliness, not willing to share, you know. You need to be a little bit more generous, man, in in, in your application. But, you know, you, you've you been in situations that cause you to have to fend for self, think for self, do for self. So you can get into that me, 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 what about me mode, easy. But you got lessons with that regard, you know. And it suits you sometimes, but, you know, you, you still have some lessons to learn with that regard and in terms of not being too generous in situations and then being too selfish in situations. And just, so your lesson is to learn how to be appropriately selfish, man. Okay. All right. Well, I, appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you, brother. You're welcome, man. All right. All right, Bill. No doubt. Thank you, Carla. Peace, brother. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so that concludes the callers for the evening. Family, I want to definitely say thank you for this phenomenal episode. We are well into, you know, the, uh, the overtime or the overdrive for that matter. The testament to the fact that, you know, you are a doctor at what you do, you know what I'm saying, and, and you, you're definitely a precision, precisionary craftsman with this thing here called Cosmophysics. So we definitely want the family to download this episode. Let a friend know. I know that you know somebody out there that's in a stressful situation and he just can't put one and two together. You know what I'm saying? Before they go to the Juju man or somebody else, man, have them holler at the Cosmo Pratt so they can get a clear understanding of their past, future, their past, present, and their future. You know what I'm saying? They can actually get some tangible understandings down packed so they can prepare you know what I'm saying, and actually weather this storm. Um, MyPowerPieces.com, the show has been sponsored by PowerPieces.com, uh, KingsCounty.BigCartel.com, that's K-I-N-G-Z-K-O-N-T-Y.BigCartel.com, that's where you get your Kings County gear from, all right? Power Pieces, you get your Power Pieces from there. Got all types of... Uh, you know, new pieces coming out this entire weekend. I'll be posting pics. I definitely want to say thank you to the family that uh, stuck it out with us. 
all right? Everyone that has tuned in live, everyone that's going to be listening to this on the download, make sure that you enjoy your weekend, be safe, all right? And uh, take a full advantage of this information that's been shared in the show is about you being proactive, reaching up into the stars, pulling this little bit of that stardust out of the air, using that energy, catapult forward, whatever endeavor that is sitting there on your table collecting dust that needs to see the light of day. The light is shining bright, coincided with these celestial alignments and these movements to make it happen, make an impact in this world. Okay? My brother, Raku, I want to salute you and say thank you, as always, for coming forth with this information and this demonstration. Anytime, Lord. That's a timely fashion. But we did it in the right time, you know what I'm saying? And this going against the testament of timing. You know, a brother in the chat said something about, you know, uh, mechanical timing is artificial and the way that people set clocks and what have you. But the brother Raku can tell you, you know, the way that we do timing over here, we do it without manual uh, TikTok clocks. We just, just step to our business, you know what I'm saying? As a bunch Measure motion. Time is motion. These charts that all speak to everything that you're hearing in the shows because... We just get to it. I listen to that little voice in my head, and that's what I move with. You know what I'm saying? So I trust that voice. We have a very good relationship. Jehudi, Pop, Mercury, whatever you want to call it, the communicator, and thus we are able to bring forth these shows, these wonderful demonstrations of communication to the family. We're able to bring this message out to you in a very timely fashion. Okay? So, again... Uh, shout out, salute to you Shout out to all of the members Of the uh, Calimo Physician Academy Or the Academy of Calimo Physicians Should I say And if you have Academy any part of Cosmo work Physics Academy of Cosmo Physics There we go If you have any part of words That you want to leave the family with Now is the time um, Just hit me up on Twitter man at Raaku, R-A-A-K-H-U, or Cosmophysics, C-O-Z-M-O-P-H-Y-Z-I-X. Find me on Instagram. Follow me there because I'm going to be putting announcements and flyers up, man. So, y'all, you know, cause we can we can ready to do some lectures. I'm getting ready to get these DVDs popping. All right? Go to KFOX 57 Radio and uh, check out my page there, y'all. All right? Uh, pretty soon, you know, I'm, it's, a, it's a work in progress. I'm going to have a message box there for people so I can communicate with folks. We're going to get the video tapping so I can do live stream readings right off the page and stuff like that, man. You know, this is what I'm working at, working for right now. I got a whole new agenda, you know. Basically, that's it, you know. Stay in alignment with your rhythms, man, because, you know, that's where success occurs, all right? You in alignment with nature, period. Really, should I ever heard? We got to give you... You're obligatory, you know, because I didn't want to interrupt you. That was just obligatory. Oh. It's only right, Lord, and we're going to leave him on this high note. You know what I'm saying? We're going to let the God take us out. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. 
I grew up on the sidewalk while on street talk and they talk the whole New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the tools from Brooklyn. Make money in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown at a Bronx and boogie down the strong on the island. Recruits to lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop back up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. They know what I'm about. Knocking niggas off. Knocking niggas out. Shaking them up. Waking them up. Breaking them up. Breaking them up. Standing on shaky ground. Too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. I did cock deep, living for these to bear. Here's a sip with a clue that's the beast. If I get revenge, then they rest in peace. Somebody got a stuff, I just might spare one. You give a brother a fair one. Stay alert and on feed. And I do work with these, like Hercules. Switch the south force, switch the right draw. Cause I don't like y'all, I'm hyper nice for. Smooth, but I move like an army. Pull a boot down, face brothers try to bomb me. Put brothers to rest like Elliot Ness. I don't like stress. Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand. Nothing's gonna stop the plan. I'll chill like the Pino, feel like the middle. Black and Pino, die like a hero. Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. 